We did leave with us climbing to the top of the battlements. And I've given a quick recap of how we got here as a whole, largely. But it's... It's like, you know... I, I guess it wouldn't be here so much as it would be entering the castle. Before we really, like, get into the session here today, before we get into this... Whatever it is we're going to do. You know that point in RPGs, in like video game RPGs, where you get warned by like four different NPCs very directly and then an actual dialogue box pops oh, up. No. So it's like, you will not be able to save past this point. If there's anything else you want to do, make sure you've finished it. This is the end of the game. Oh no. I'm pretty sure that that would pop up approximately at heading into Abadar's Pillar. If the war, if there was a Pathfinder War for the Crown like there was a Pathfinder Kingmaker video game. Though, to be fair, I'm not positive how well this one would translate to that same format, as it's very... political intriguing. But we are there. We are... <laughs> we are actually there. We are no... If sans or buts about it, at the end of whatever you could call the war for the crown. We're standing on the roof trying to arrest the person who a lot of the country considers to be the rightful king. This is yeah. about the the final battliest <laughs> thing you could conceivably do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's even on the rooftop, even atop the keep's battlements 80 feet above the ground below as you come out of this stairwell under and the then roof it starts to rain well it's not raining but uh damn it <laughs> <laughs> calm down there edgelord but as don't have control weather <laughs> he looked. Was he actually looking? See if he can make it rain for optimal dramatic effect here. But at seventh level, so next time, next time we got him. As you stand here atop the battlements, keeps it may not be raining, but uh, I did actually call out when we left to do this that it was a windy and overcast day. So we are halfway there. And as much as I'd like to say I just put that in for edgy, cliche, cheese reasons, I legit random-rolled weather, weather, and it gave me overcast and heavy winds all day. So, you know, dice tell a story, and they're going to do what they're going to do. So, you so you're stand saying here. by the time one of these sides is laying on the ground, it could start raining. Maybe by the end. <laughs> Perhaps. Depending on the outcome. Who knows? What does you stand here atop the Keeps Battlements? Across this empty expanse from General Pytherius, your main opponent in the War for the Crown so far, and this mysterious Kelishite woman. The wind truly blowing quite hard, whistling through the teeth of the ramparts. And you can hear the orders and shouting down below as the alarm passed through the uh, fortress and the troops mustered and gathered in their various positions, taking up their defenses against whatever it is that's happening. Because realistically, you did this pretty quietly and 
the only reason anyone even knows you here is because of this diviner. The troops below don't know what's happening. They don't know who's here. They don't know why the defenses are being roused. All they know is it's certainly not a drill. Uh, the urgency from which this was raised from the top of the keeps itself and the strange break of protocol as both their commander-in-chief and the Baron, the castellan of the fortress, are nowhere to be seen. They know something somewhere is very wrong. And you're standing here, still in your assorted disguises, Baylor taking the guise of the Archbanker himself, Link is dropped. Nell dressed up in Linkus's actual armor as a paladin of Abadar. Kahina with the hat of disguise, still as Gusern. And Dara and Inori just dressed as disguised as random clerics. It's an odd standoff you have here. As you stand across the roof from Pytherius. Seemingly almost at ease. He's certainly not full up in armor. He has a uh, light chain shirt, not even full mail, uh, quickly pulled over his green jerkin and trousers to match and doesn't even have a helm of any sort here. But he does have that massive battle axe of his posted up against the ramparts, leaning somewhat upon it with the woman in front of him still sort of eyeing back and forth across this engagement. A very stark blue turban around her head and extravagant jewelry, bands and necklaces almost all the way down her body. Even around her robes. It's an odd standoff. The last thing you had said was a simple demand. An order, even, from Baylor. Pytherius was under arrest and needed to stand down. He, for one, did not really seem like he was interested. He didn't... didn't really make any movement. Retorted, but showed no sign of standing down. And now in the silence, filled only by the orders below and the wind blowing by, Pytherius just walks slowly around the ramparts, using his battle axe almost like a, uh, a long walking stick, the half of this massive two-handed weapon clunking across the stone as he goes. As he looks down through the teeth of the ramparts to the soldiers mustering below. Away from you. He doesn't even say anything to acknowledge you as he walks. Uh, the woman, after a moment, moves to follow. And as the pair of them finally make their way down to the far corner, he steps up to the very edge of the southern rampart and looks uh, over, leaning 
through the defensive teeth to just look down to the courtyard, still without having said a further word. Turns around once again to face the party. So, how then you see this going? Mander, and I would put my hand in the uh, salute. We have evidence against you, and it is in your best interest to follow the law. Honey looks at you. That's kind of up and down across the group of you. Dara Rostam. I remember your voice. We met once at the Exaltation Gala, I believe. What is... He sighs again. And just kind of shakes his head almost like he's thinking. I don't... Under I don't... Truly... Understand. What has happened to you since then? What has happened to you since then is my question. You are a leader that I have always respected. And the evidence brought forward is not a man that I know you to be. Someone ruthless and reckless. Someone who would start their war. That's what you think. I don't look to start true? a war. Sir Austin, I look to end one. Before it can even begin. Or continue, perhaps. A better that is word. not the evidence we have. Will you allow me a moment to address my men below? They've been armed and alerted. They must run the ramparts in the courtyard against an unknown attacker. They know not what they face. They may fear for their lives in this very moment, but even with all that you've done to bring you before me, I do not believe you mean any of them harm. We do not. And so then he turns to the rampart and places one foot up in the grieve where an archer would rest his bow, leaning forward so those amassed below can see him. And he raises his free hand, not holding his battle axe, and just calls out and down into the courtyard. Defenders of Abadar's Pillar, good people of the city of Zemar, and faithful soldiers of Taldor, 
You may stand at ease, but maintain your positions. No foe threatens our wall from outsides. And I hope even now none will bear arms against you. But the fingers of Eutropia have come here for me. It is my hope, as is theirs, this matter can be settled peaceably. And with that, there's some... It's 80 feet below you and blowing wind much more severely here up above any of the buildings in the city. Do we still can, have the tele uh, telepathic link amongst each other that Baylor cast? Yeah, that cast? lasts like a billion years. You still have that. I, why he was given his speech, I would say in case of any kind of magic assault, we should probably spread out from each other a little bit. Just sort of fan out. So I would move a little bit away from the group to there. As you start moving, the Kadiran woman would turn around, uh, gripping a long staff almost as tall as her and eye you very suspiciously but not say anything just put my hands up not say nothing as Pytherius continues but should diplomacy fail us should the worst come to pass and should they perhaps Force my hand, as we have feared. Archers, ready your bows. He steps back from the ramparts. And turns back to the party. And you can see, as he looks, there is a clear sheen of glimmering magic across him and the woman's eyes uh, as well as the visible auras of a few protective spells that they probably cast beforehand uh, you don't you can see that the woman herself clearly has uh, cast mage armor at this point and if you can recognize by sight what that looks like but they have other other glowing ebbing bits of essence around them that imply they've taken steps as well in case this doesn't go a fantastic way. As he turns back to the group, he shakes his head again. I fear that we all want similar ends here this day but I also fear no side here will have the peace they seek you have come seeking to arrest me on whose orders I assume the princesses Backed by the treacherous Lion Blades, an organization I have long believed 
Aldor has no need for. Napa is an organization operating outside the confines of law, of government, the safeties of oversight. Three to act as day and day alone. See fit. A danger, by all means. But I don't believe that's truly what's brought you here. Your heart of hearts, you've faced far more than I would believe any soldiers of Taldor would pursue just out of national pride, out of any sense of unity or bond to their people. Not the ends you've taken. Perhaps the same could be said of me. Everyone wants to see themselves as the hero in their own stories, do we not? Neither of us stand here today believing we are the villain. Well, you would be correct about that. We each have our own points of views in the matter. Unfortunate that this can only be settled one way or the other. I don't believe again. you're a bad man. I just believe that things have happened that have put you in a bad place. And he looks up to you. I believe the time of deceptions and disguises is past. Remove these farces. Let us speak face to face as proper men. You've my word, I'll take no advantage of your distraction. I'm, I'm not. Off the hood and take off the robe. Take it off, no problem. I'm not really disguised. Nah, I just kind of like. You would have. You definitely my... would have taken some steps to like hide your identity, in addition to just trying to look like an Abadarn paladin. Just because Nell Stalwart is a well-known and recognizable man, you all are. Yeah. Uh, for all your actions throughout. Yeah, you're, you're not but... anyone specific. Yeah, you're not but disguised you're not as yourself. a specific person. Yeah, I just kind of like redid my hair, shaved my face completely, like. You probably got like some assorted makeup on just to further obscure your features. I would imagine everyone does it at least a little. I was just thinking like taking off my disguise is taking off my full plate and I'm not doing that. Well, I don't mean taking off your full plate, <laughs> but I mean like it just be like wiping off whatever you would have done to your yeah. face to try and hide yourself. Prestigitate uh, it all off. Yeah, Kahina isn't a greater head of disguise and Baylor is yeah, magically I just have to go. Just dismiss the yeah, so you, you can spells. both as a standard action dismiss your disguises and reappear back as Baylor and Kina. Inori and Dara take off their robes their hats yeah, their basically various disguises basically all we have to do is take off the robes and revealing the armor underneath mm -hmm. which it would have been visible to anyone really looking from the bulk that you were still armored but taking off the outer layer and true to his word Pytherius makes no move to intervene he stands and he waits. And as you all assume your more standard forms, you 
Stand back tall. He puts both hands back on his battle axe and turns it upside down, planting the blade in the stone. I've spent weeks, months of my life perusing the reports of your movements and your actions. The premier agents of Utropia. Leaving you to be dissidents, anarchists, perhaps even terrorists. I spent months building up this hatred of everything the fingers of Utropia have done and everything the fingers stand for. But now, standing here, I realize you were just like me, trying to make history. But who is to judge the right from wrong? And when our god is down, I think we will both agree. Violence breeds violence. And to emphasize that, he shifts the blade of his battle axe. But in the end, Perhaps it has to be this way. And with this strange, almost unexpected show of respect, he opens with simple rhetoric. Maybe there's no other way we can handle this. Perhaps at the end here, we were just always destined to fight. And the stakes are set. Okay, so. Um, do you want to go over anything or can we just start? It is just a... Uh... Yeah, it's just a verbal a verbal duel. And you, this is the beginning of it. You can feel free to respond. Uh, for logic, this duel, of course, logically, you could even say we are back to profession soldier uh, because you are trying to talk down the commander-in-chief of the Talden military over his recent actions. So, go ahead. Um... It is as you say, violence breeds only violence. And yet, you are terrorizing the border, creating a war, which you say you are only ending. But it has not even started yet. Where is the reasoning in this? It is just... I don't see where you are getting this. Logic? Yes. You get a uh, plus one, because I know what you are going for here. However, as you level this logic against Pytherius, though you clearly can see the connections you're making, you can see the beliefs, you understand, obviously, where you're coming from. Pytherius is solidly entrenched in what he believes is right. He believes he has all the facts. 
and that he truly knows every facet of the consequences of his actions. And your logic isn't going to be very effective against him. So take a minus okay. two for audience bias. Right, so even so minus one total. One. Okay, so negative one. That is a 30. With the 30, as you kind of realize where you stand here and realize perhaps how far gone Pytherius may be in his belief, you raise the stakes and then lose to determination. He simply shakes his head with no words, fearing that maybe he just won't be able to make you understand. Okay, does anyone's opener? Can I open with professional soldier without having it? Uh, yeah, you can. You can make it untrained. It's just gonna be at your. Uh, I think for a profession, I guess. Yeah, you still get your wisdom bonus to it. I'm pretty sure because it's I mean there. that's zero, so it's just, it's just a. Oh, D20. so it's just a flat. It's just. I'm just trying to follow that same chain of thought. Fair enough. You 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 believe that he can see right here. You can bring him around. Yeah. I know you are looking out for Taldor. I know you think you are doing what is right. But the things that we have come across, the things that we have had to deal with, are not proper. They're, people are being hurt. People are being killed. And all for a war that may or may not happen. But instigating it only guarantees deaths. And go ahead and roll me your profession, soldier. And it's just a raw d20. Okay, so just, I mean, it's an opener, so you can't possibly lose here. Yeah. Stakes are set. That's with a plus two and a minus two, so. A plus two for? Logic. A plus opener. two for, yeah, opening with logic. Oh, opening with logic is a thing that it does. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, every flat d20, you're correct. So. He turns back from you to almost address the soldiers down below, almost talking out through the wind over the battlements. You think you could possibly believe after everything you've been through that in my life, in my time in the military, and now even further as its commander, that I don't understand the complexities of the situation. That I don't understand the depths or the intricacies of every action we take. Given the eyes the rest upon us, you think Ignorance has led to my rise to the ranks. Has led to my place as the High Strategos of Taldor. You think that would make me unfit to lead my own men? And from down below, you can hear the cheers of the troops as they call out in support of their honestly not really sure what, but it sounded patriotic to them. 
<laughs> and he attempts to leverage his station, his presence. Oh boy, are we doing this again? Nope. I think you go to you got to your station due to your father's influence. Because anytime anybody spoke against poor little Pytherius, Daddy just killed her. So that you wouldn't have any problems. Which makes you accessory to murder. And then on top of that, every time anybody else remotely got in your way, once again, you say you're a hero, but you're so good at playing the villain. And he turns, as you say this, back to you and even takes a step forward. What do you mean to imply? This is before a roll or anything. Tay Amalon. My father? And as you say that name, you see his eyes widen. And without any roll or exchange, you have massively shaken his determination. Your just the knowledge you have of what happened there clearly and visibly shakes him to his very core. As for the first time, you see him almost second guess himself. But continue. You're nothing more than a murderer and a villain, never the hero. Someone gets in your way, jail them, kill them, or in this case, frame somebody else for the murder. Anything to make you look good to the people, which if they really knew what you were, wouldn't support you at all because you are so far from what Abadar wants for his Taldor. <laughs> it's laughable. Solid mockery, obviously. Solid There's mockery. nothing else that could possibly be. Yeah. But as you continue onward, you can see him grit his teeth and take this insult as what it is. And if you're trying to talk him down peaceably... Mockery will be a difficult way to do it. So take a minus two for a bias against mockery. But okay, it's a no matter how this goes, two. you have a... So does that cancel it out with the gain plus two from the mockery counter? Mockery does not count. That would just be... Are you reading the table backwards? Am I reading the table? Yeah, that's backwards. Yeah, top is what he used. It's a ah. neutral. There's no penalty. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're reading it backwards. So uh, you're just at a... And a neg two. Okay, and that is on bluff, correct? Yes. Yes. And uh, you actually do. Oh. I uh, go ahead and assume that that one's going to be edged. Uh, <laughs> you actually do get a plus two. Oh no, it's been countering a tactic with a negative audience bias. No, it's not when mockery is negative. Okay, never mind. So yeah, you want to I assume obviously use an edge to yeah. uh, reroll that. The edge clearly being. <laughs> Your knowledge of Tay yeah. Avalon, and he's a little distracted. Oh, that's so a pretty better. big edge. That's a pretty big edge. Let's jump from that natural one all the way to a 19. 
That's a pretty good flip. That's a pretty good flip. It so, almost got you with the one again. Wait, 43 is where the stakes have been raised. And he turns to you again. I don't know what you have found or what you think you know about your situations and your adventures throughout Taldor. But this... This only further reveals the depth of your understanding, the shallowness what you have seen, the lack. He shakes his head. I will not stoop to your levels here as I see no meaning to it. But if you would hope to raise here and use playground insults and half-baked ideals, Crimes of generations past the situations therein, unknown to you, to convince the High Strategos of Taldor, again, you are gravely mistaken. And you misunderstand who you stand before. He seems pretty committed to this. I am the general, and I will not stand for this line here. And attempts again with a now seething presence. Um, going to use one of his edges on this, as his sheer confidence coming into this has lent him several to start this battle. Come on, dice, don't do this to me. And then I'm going to use the hero points. <laughs> From uh, Edoweer. Making blue all this stuff right now. Because the general of Taldor does not lose arguments to random nat ones. But perhaps it seems ordained that this exchange is not one that would go his way. And as the stakes raise, you will lose further determination. He stops realizing that he's addressing what much of Taldor sees as heroes of near equal stature. And that other than perhaps Dara, most of you have no real respect for him. It's not a line that he's really going to be able to pull. We... I've had a ruler once before, 700 years ago, who would not stand against Kadira. I would hope you have learned your history, at least to some extent, to be so steadfast in your beliefs. You would know the tale of the Red Prince, Sidonus III, resting on his laurels, basking in his own wealth. While the Kelishites overran our southern borders. 
He was a pacifist at heart, a weak man. His weakness was all the turning point Kadira needed to ignite centuries of war. I will not sit by and watch as that happens to this nation again. Patriotic man at heart. Pytherius tries an allegory. The story of failed emperors past. To perhaps get you to understand the actual stakes as he sets them for this next exchange. General, please. You're you're smarter than this. You're revered by your people. They love you. When people in past history try to win a war before it begins, innocent lives are lost. You're a man of honor. Face your crimes. Be judged in a fair trial. Do this, and, and, and it's just... You have to do it this way. It's the only way to go. Are you Sorry. trying to flatter this man? Yes. Yeah! Well... I was absolutely going to do the same thing. has a pretty large opinion of himself, and you can tell he very definitely has a bias towards flattery. Uh, That's bad. No, toward it's good for you. Oh, good, great. So you you get a <laughs> you get a plus two, uh, in addition to the one for me knowing what you're going for as. Huh. He will absolutely buy in. Uh, his main line of argument has, so far has been, do you know who I am? When you reply with yes, up on that, yeah. but yeah, so you get You're a plus three asshole. total for this roll. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to hero point that. All right, all right. Hero point or session? Hero point. I said hero point. I'll just go with that. I have, I have enough. Well, Categorically was, better, was, I guess. That was higher. That was a larger number than okay. the last one that came out. Uh, but, uh... That 22 is not going to be enough. I know you can certainly tell. A line of flattery may win you favors here. Not in this exchange. And you do take a minus two. And I need to keep track of what he's been winning with. So he has one with an allegory. And the first one he won with rhetoric. And you guys have one with mockery. So it is your opener. And as you stand here, a thought occurs to you. It doesn't seem like it's going to be impossible to slay the general, but it may be a true challenge. Were that beyond you, here you stand atop the keep with the entirety of his own forces bearing witness. He isn't the only one you could possibly talk down. So, this is a new mechanic. Let me explain to you briefly how you can do this. Whenever you start an exchange, instead of directing it towards Pythereus here on the rooftop, you can direct it to all the soldiers mustered down below. Whatever Pythereus may believe, 
you know these are men and women what men and women doing what they believe is best to serve their country and they may individually be much less dedicated much less sworn to their beliefs than Pytharius himself and convincing his armies to stand down could also be very useful so every time you start uh, if you're gonna start an opener you can direct it either way uh, both targets have separate pools of determination I'm absolutely going to walk over to the edge of the ramparts and look out over the army that stands before us as audience to this debate before announcing in a proud voice soldiers of this garrison you know who I am you know what I've done you know that I've laid my life on the line quite literally in defense of civilians for this country would I be here without a valid reason? Would I come before all of you to make a fool of myself without proof of the words that I bring? So give me your obvious presence. <laughs> I know you're literally never going to pass up an opportunity to use it, so... Absolutely not. a safe guess when you start its generally presence. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! That's a hard 20 for a 42. Oh. That was a uh, pretty good opener down to the <laughs> men below. Peasants, hear me. Hard 20. And Pythereus will as well turn toward the roof and call down you would hear him and you would know of the deeds they have done and how they have only served their own ends with this man he looks at you and thinks for a second can i say something i can't remember his name <laughs> forgive me can i say something to him just kind of like responding to yes, him you could, you could say something quickly <laughs> this man uh, yeah, never mind I, you made me forget because it made me laugh <laughs> oh good wow. god would he have come <laughs> that's here that's normal but I'm that was pretty good would the, would the fingers have spread their shadow across you and us in the city of Zemar were it not to serve their own personal interests have they served any city in which they did not see their own investments their own cares their own families perhaps let me see looks back over to you they are led not out of your interests but only of their own their cause is ignoble and flimsy it would not lay down their lives or even their coin for you <laughs> trying to bait you into uh, a discussion of possibly like your, your various ends in your previous 
adventures. Clearly in no mm -hmm. way relevant to this mm -hmm. current discussion. And... It's not gonna go great for him. There's hard proof against the things you're saying, yeah, that's sir. that's not a solid mm -hmm. foundation he has. I, the soldiers down below still clearly fiercely loyal to their general. A little confused by this. Because this... Well, made you made more sense than he did, really. <laughs> and he kind of realizes pursuing this line's not a great idea. So he steps back. <laughs> turns back to address you directly. Is this it, then? So confident in your ideals and your cause. You can't leverage your arguments against me face to face here. But seek to sway the common folk down below. The unenlightened masses. Those with no idea. The stakes. Or what's required of the men who have to make the hard choices. They lack the will to make the calls. Those who you know could not fill our shoes. You waste your time once more with the common folk come so far still unable to understand. And this is a bit of a uh, odd line of logic even in his own twisted view but he truly much like count bartleby before just it's it's different bartleby clearly had no respect for commoners and peasants and pytherius sees it a bit differently not a lack of respect but an understanding that they're just lesser they're just below him and you and their opinions unimportant and to be disregarded. That pulling them in means that you couldn't possibly understand the stakes. I'm going to, unless someone else wants to to go, feel I free. Yeah, going... go go ahead, go ahead. You're fine. So I don't want to. I don't want to take a bunch in a row. Hearing this, and step over and look down at the ramparts as well. Your general thinks that you lack the ability to make tough decisions to take your future in your own hands. And those of you that have served him and tried to do that, tried to do what is just and right in Yonmas, he let his generals there sacrifice them to a Medusa and watch them turn to stone. Half a garrison who would not go along with his corrupt ways. We did not have to go back when we were done to rescue these poor souls that his own people would leave to die, but we did. And we lost some of our own. So spending no coin and spending not our lives, we've done that. We've done both. You guys know, you've heard the stories. They were all true. We do care what you think. We do care what Taldor as a whole thinks. We believe that everyone in Taldor is the future and not just one leader. 
And uh, your emotional appeal? Emotional care appeal about to the people. Guys, we care so about the people. You do. Pytherius has made it very clear he does not. And even his elite squadron E gathered below. We figured they. I hope they care to about to Understand. Uh, these are these are a little above common soldiers. These are like Pytherius's elite troops, and they seem to understand as a whole that sometimes sacrifices need to be made, and without further context, won't somebody think of the children hmm. is what leads to the downfall of nations. It's not just an, uh, a bias against emotional appeal. It is an extreme one with a minus Ugh. five. Okay. So you'll be at a minus four total. Cause I know what you're going for. That's under my perf. Is that diplomacy? That's or that's perform. Emotional perform appeal, auditory, perform auditory. I think. He used logic, right? He used logic. Yes. Oh, so you get a plus. Two you get a plus two. That. So was that a? Okay, that's... that was before anything. So it'd be minus two, total. It's minus five plus one plus two for the interaction. So it'd be at a thirty-six. Thirty-six. And with the 36, you send this back. And he again just calls out These fingers acting far afield of their own volition with nearly zero oversight. Left to do as they please and to answer to no one. Don't understand the importance of the chain of command. The importance of authority. The importance of a unified voice leading us together. She makes clear in her assumption that these words will sway you that they are of no mind to make any decisions regarding any man, woman, or child in this nation. These thoughts, these simple appeals to emotion, these concessions for morality over necessity have led to the downfall of nations before us. No one here We'll see that happen to ours. It's simple rhetoric. You just can't think that way. Not with so much on the line. Be an edge, though. And turning down again. And no one here would once concede that any sort of lack of an understanding of these most basic of principles shown here wouldn't reflect on their superiors. The princess herself. That's a little better. And off the 36... The stakes are raised. You know it's higher than 36. 
and that was rhetoric. But the only good bounce being a huge negative audience bias, so it doesn't really help you. Though I suppose this is the time to be a reminder. You can just take it. Be three to your determination. Can we move it to the crowd? Or does it have to stay between us? Um, this... You're already addressing the crowd here. Well, can it be moved back and forth? Uh, this exchange is at the crowd. Whatever, whoever, whenever you open or respond, your first set is what this exchange is directed. Okay. So this one's at the crowd. Okay, so I guess, unless anybody else has anything, I guess we will close that. And then I will open again. Um... Uh, you must see reason. Don't you re remember? We all remember the horror stories about the war. The families who only knew war. Generations that only knew war. It was you who pulled our hopes up. It was you who pulled a nation out enough to recover. How can you push us back into this world that you know we may not be able to win? That... That's a hard one. That that almost sounds... It's like a half logic, half emotional appeal. So I would have... I would, were I not knowing that profession soldiers on logic, I would think it's an emotional appeal. But I'm in a metagame and say it's probably logic because I don't think you're using perform oratory. Yeah, it is logic. But I was worried it was getting too close to flattery. It was like a weird... I, I was thinking flattery in the middle, but then it kind of pulled out of that. It did, that it was did, like a full-bodied everything sandwich. But okay, your yeah, logic... Well, yeah. uh, to pipe, this is directed to Pythereus, right? This exchange yeah. is at him directly. Take your plus well, one. Well, it was, I was trying to get the crowd in with the we all remember, is what well, I was well, trying to Well, who are you at. directing this at? Pythereus I was aiming the, this soldiers? at the crowd. I was oh, okay. just. Um, I'll put this down here so we can keep track of who it's at. This is at the soldiers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so take your plus one, but also realize that uh, the determination, the strength of the cause between Pythereus and Squadrony here does still mean that logical bias is going to extend to them as well. Yeah, so it's still a negative so it's a net one. minus one. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um, okay, so... Ooh, oh, 837. That's a big nice. opener. And Pythereus will take another step back from the ramparts towards the group. Yeah, he's still standing like 30 feet away here. Shouting across the rooftops for all below to hear. At least there is some merit in you levying the argument of the horrors of war, Dara. You who have at least served in the Talden military. Though. I believe nothing on active duty. But do you know the aftermath? You must. You know not everyone has been served as well as you. 
You know many have returned, survived this war within our own borders, unable to return to a normal life. I have spent fortunes supporting veterans, causes, and charities to do what I can. You, from what I've heard of my reports, a chance to do right by one yourself. The friend of yours, was it? Lieutenant Taychar, second Yonmis? After I heard what had happened, I followed up, investigating with him, uh, trying to track him down to see, perhaps, if he knew anything of value, if he had any insight into whatever deranged mindset drives the grip of you, and you know what I found, Dara. After what you did, destroying his mercenary company, killing his men, his brothers in arms, his family, he took his own life. And you would speak to me of the horrors of war. While deep, this is nothing but an attempt, again, to distract. And perhaps a situation that some part of him may know. He's not entirely in the right. A damning red herring. Yeah. But a red herring, nonetheless. He's actually going to fail it. This is just the troops. The troops below, he just didn't even respond to that. And however that may have landed on Dara personally, he had no response for the troops. And in their kind of rising state of confusion, they're unsure why this seemingly logical course being laid out by Dara isn't being answered by the commander. Why he's as far as they can see just taking this. But he continues. And to my understanding that's far from the least of it. Far from the least of it. I find it somewhat amusing that you would come to me trying to levy your beliefs, your logic, the way you understand things with this group here. This mage in your ranks, this clear callous disregard for human lives, solving every problem he's met with force, fire, and death. To speak of, to me, of the horrors of wars, you try to start one within our own borders. These insults, almost, as he seems to be losing some out of grip, and just bringing what he can against you, making a mockery of Baylor's actions in the campaign so far directly. Mistakes. You speak 
of the past and you investigate our actions so closely, but do you look at your own men? Do you even know that it was a coven of night hags sending your orders for these falsified attacks across the nation? And with that, you can see in his eyes, no, no, he did not. <laughs> and you gain a bonus edge, but continue. That your spy master was also not human, but a Rakshasa. And he you... looks to the woman like what the heck is this guy saying and she turns to him with a totally <laughs> grim expression and Pytherius slowly looks back to Baylor, <laughs> further bewildered <laughs> you gain another edge no he didn't seem to know that either <laughs> You're so caught up in what you think is right and what you think you know of the past, you can't even see what you're currently doing. Are, are you mocking him? I, I was I was trying to go for rhetoric, but rhetoric. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. so hard. To guess. <laughs> it is. It's tough. I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, don't feel bad for me missing that one. Uh, but with your plain rhetoric, you respond and just take your roll. And the stakes are... Oh. And I will use an edge. Is one of the two edges. <laughs> you have you two just of those. Got, he has yeah. five. He starts with three. And he just got two yeah. more. Oh, much there yeah. we go. That's how you... That's a 41. That's solid. And this is There's... obviously directed at Pytherius directly. Those edge re-rolls into 19s. Yeah, edge, edge is doing Love pretty it. good. Edge is doing pretty good so far. And caught off guard, he simply returns to what he usually seems to return to, and he is surprised. Again! You make a mockery of my station. You think I assented to this by name alone, but my father before me was not, my father was not the commander in chief of our whole military, nor my grandfather, nor his father, nor his grandfather. It's by my actions, my hand, and my insight alone, I have carved this life. And you would do well to remember who you face here. Again, just trying to assert his title and his role. And again, failing. His determination is starting to slip. And though he surely has a lot of it, he is very steadfast in his beliefs and his cause. With all these things he didn't know, he's starting to kind of second guess a bit. 
Also, he has to steeze, but it won't come out. <laughs> Makes it really hard to hold a decent Makes, Yeah, out. it's really hard to presence when you're like, oh, come on. No, it's, hold on. One moment. <laughs> It's so windy and the humidity yeah, up the here. Wind blowing violently. <laughs> it's gonna rain too. His I mean, eyes oh, are watering. Yeah, it's like, oh, hold on, one moment. Oh, I hate this. Hey, it's time, sir, yep. <laughs> Middle of the day on the ramparts. Oh God. The pollen. Is, oh, it's all <laughs> the same <laughs> drop in. It's true. Oh. Oh my God! It won't come out though. Seriously. Okay. Just oh, stare into your lights. It's not working. All right. Anyway. Uh, the sun's covered up by the clouds. You can't really. Yeah, look there's at no the light. You can't even look at the sun. Yeah, you got nothing. So as uh, he, his arguments seem to be sliding a little. So he falls back on the history that he knows. You seek to place the former princess on the throne. For reasons I have tried to understand. But it is in exactly times like these, the nation requires a firm military hand. He says, clenching his gauntleted fist in front of him for emphasis. Uh, just with a light leather glove complementing his, again, meager armor. Were it not for Gennaris, the Conqueror, our nation would have been swallowed whole by the sands to the south when they attacked. Were it not for his brilliant mind, were it not for his heaven-step offensive, even his leadership would not have been enough. He may be remembered now rightly as a legend for slaying six Kadiran generals in single combat, but it was his strategy and his resourcefulness that took us from that war, not his sword. Taldor cannot continue to survive without such guidance. So, to bring up an earlier point of your statement, removing and placing the princess on the throne, where we want to place her, either you or your underlings sought to remove the competition entirely. Did you know about that? about the order that was sent out for the assassination of Princess Eutropia. Desperate times. Sir Stahl, what? Truly desperate times for our nation. I just figured the proof should be brought to light and that this particular injustice should be laid out as part of our discussion. So... Until Oh, he's good. Go ahead. I'm gonna interrupt. You no, that, that's it. Oh, I have, I have no idea what you're going for. Perfectly fine. Uh, I was going for wit. I don't really have. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I can. I can see that. I. I can see that as a, as a wit. Wit's really hard to, to yeah. play. But go ahead and. I was trying to take his statement, take a piece of it that fit my statement, be like, but here you go. That fits. Give me your perform perform comedy. And that's a 29. I'm taking the plus two. So you raise this to two. And you take the plus two. That's a 29. Which does nothing because... Yeah, it's a 29. It doesn't do anything if I pass, so... 
did not. So, with your I will re-roll that if I can. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, if you want to, uh, you ha you do have two edges. Um, oh, they're both the presence, so you'd have to use the hero pointer as session reroll. Speaking of hero points, Jerica one twelve has given one to Dara, for perhaps recompense for the personal attack from Pytherius. But those burns need treatment. Yeah, those were those were harsh. Desperate <laughs> times. Oh, who is it again? It was Jerica one twelve. And okay. Nell, you can use either a session rule or a hero point to roll this, but your edges are present, present specific. Uh, or you can use one of the other edges from what Baylor brought up. Those are kind of general purpose. So if you want to use one of those, you can. Have I used my daily luck today? No. Don't believe so. I don't remember using it yeah, because I don't think it, you did nothing really yeah, happened. I don't believe you have. Oh boy. All right. Um. I will. I have to reroll to make it a plus eight, but I could just make it a straight plus four. Oh boy. Do I have. Yeah. It, it, well, I've got other things I can do. You have a hero point, you have two session rerolls, and you have Baylor's two edges you got for revealing the Night Hags and the Rakshasa are both just party wide. Uh, you can use the okay. those. Yeah, I will go on ahead and I will use the. Uh, one of the ones that we've earned through saying we also have inspiration you also have inspiration dice i have, have no inspiration i've used uh, it all so i'll go on ahead and i'll pop unexplicably lucky for the plus eight on this reroll, while using one of our two edges that we got for the party wide okay so 36 Right. So, yeah. Who's, who opened this? I erased the number when I was gonna change it to something. It was two, so it's it's yeah, it's two going across to him is what it was raised to. Okay. And uh, the stakes are raised to thirty-six. He responds again. Desperate times. If you think I don't understand the gravity of my own actions, you are soundly mistaken in coming here and lacking information. You may have believed true. You may have come here thinking I was reckless. You may have come here thinking I was mad. If either case is true, perhaps... You have come here on wrong ground, not understanding the stakes, not understanding what lies in the balance, not understanding what we as Taldans can lose from this conflict. This isn't about a crown. This isn't about a title. This is about tens of thousands of lives. Given that, what is one? Trying to restrain himself, falling back to simple rhetoric, numbers, making 
Just a quick work. response to that statement. Do you offer yours? So what did you end up getting? 36? Yes. You're going to use an edge. Because it was plus 8 from my power, plus 2 that I willingly took. Alright, so uh, 36. So he will respond no more than anyone else's. But still, he really has nothing solid to return with. He further slides down, losing three more determination. And he thinks for a moment. Is that it, then? You've come before me, thinking that due to my station, my knowledge, my skill, my ability, I think I am above the law. You think I have some delusion that my name or my title puts me above anyone else. That I put my life to be more valuable. That I would not and have not risked my life on the front lines of battle for my people. You think that were this nation to fall into war, were the Kadirans to invade, or anyone else, I would not be on the front lines of this conflict, putting my skills to use. You think I, the High Strategos of Taldor, would not lead from the front? Have you come here as fools? Or have you simply been misled? Tempting his own bit of wit, perhaps. That is really hard. I really don't know what to do. Yeah, I thought you were going for presence. Wit's a, wit's a really hard one. I got kind of presency. I really don't know how to do it, honestly. I'm going to give that to everyone right now. I never, I wasn't on debate team. But this is why we play, and this is a really good point to highlight for just Pathfinder and RPGs in general. This is why dice exist, because Pytherius <laughs> is probably way better at this than me, the GM. I think anything Pytherius would do would have some presence in it, too. I don't that's think true. that's off. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He would get presence with the side of whatever he's going for. Anyway. He sets so, the stakes. He sets the stakes. Before my comeback, quick out of just a recap for something I need reminding of. Okay. Um, so... With all the information we gathered and got from all the different areas, mainly the stuff that we got from um, Jareth, and then uh, with uh, Panavar showing up, Baylor finally did kind of explain the circle. And with everything, we know that Pytherius is just a pawn. You know what the circle is attempting to use Pytherius is a pawn, yeah. Okay. They are trying, they want him on the throne because they believe he'll be easier to manipulate than Utropia. Okay. That's what I needed to know. So the comeback. Just. No one ever said you wouldn't try to lead from the front. The problem is, is that we need an actual leader. Unfortunately, you are nothing more than a mere pawn and have been since the start. 
You had no idea about anything that your spy master was doing or what he even was. You know so little of what's going on around you because you're so absorbed in yourself and your race to start this war so that you can win a crown? So that you can be a hero. You don't even know who the true villains are. We never thought you a villain. Not truly. But you definitely are not fit to be the ruler that we need right now. Because what you're fighting against isn't the real problem. And this is directed at him because I don't think the masses would understand. Is this a, a mockery? This, this, yeah, this is a bit of a mockery. Okay. Bold choice. Bold choice. With the audience by bias being a minus two and then coming back to wit with that being a further minus two. So you're going to take a minus four. But I, bard I power is activated. I, I believe in my bluff. I believe in my bluff. <laughs> with a 20. I believe in your ability baby. to roll natural 20s and never be punished for your poor choices. Which wow. is Which is like believing in your bluff. <laughs> wow. Is that our second or third one that so far in this debate? I haven't. Uh, I think that's one, the first minus it's, twenty. It's, Somebody else dropped a, a twenty earlier. I presence to hard twenty for an yeah, opening. I think that's the only two yeah. nat twenties we've had. So okay. She's gotten some nineteens, definitely. I, I rolled nineteens. That that would be. And he again. Cannot make you understand, it seems. I am not a man who can be led around by the nose or easily manipulated. I am not a man who can have my, my own intuition, my drive, and my ideals undermined <laughs> by any outside force, any group, any political faction or movement you may believe or adhere to or whatever it is you attempt to insinuate here. I have always stood firm in my belief and on un my unwavering rigor throughout the years tested time and time again and no more than in times like these. He is a man of presence. And he is not here to play games with the bard. And he is not here to abide by this mockery. But again, it's just not enough. He looks, uh, his countenance is kind of slipping a bit. Not so much that he's second-guessing himself, but more that he's clearly aware that he's losing this exchange. That he's not winning the debate, regardless of what he believes or what you believe. He has largely recovered from whatever you brought out to him at first with Tay Amalon and the mention of the Rakshas and the Night Hags. And now his concern seems to be that he's unable to talk you down. And so he begins one more time. Clearly you've been guided here leaving your right. 
Clearly, you've been brought here. Believing that the information that you have is all that is available. And certainly, you may have discovered some things that have escaped my gaze. I have been preoccupied. Much goes on in and outside this nation that requires my attention. But I ask you, here. Assume you're in the right. And assume I've been somehow deluded. This course of action you take now, to come to take me from my place, commander of my squadron E below, defenders of the Talden border, those who protect Zemar, its people, through the fortress of Abadar's pillar. I assume that as you have come here without the Baron behind you, you have dealt with him as far as I can tell the only way you understand. If you take me, who will lead? Who would fill this hole? Who would stand in so as not to leave Taldor unprotected? It is a different tech, certainly a logical approach. Even if you're right, is this the best course? And he sets the stakes with logic. Okay. I do not want you to misunderstand. Out of all the people here, I know you are a fantastic leader. I myself was speechless when I first had the opportunity to meet you. But our government works because we have the separation of military and law. We, you and I, we are not politicians. As we know it in the military, they are the scum of the earth. That is not our strong point. We are the military, and as you, as you say, you are always on the front lines. We are not made to be emperors. There are others that could lead better. You really in here just trying to flatter Pytharius, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he's eating it. He's eating it. Plus two and a plus one because I knew what you were going for. Uh, okay. So take a plus three. Okay. Uh, let's see here. That is a 27. That's with all those pluses on there? Yep. Okie dokie. Mistakes. Raise. And as he returns to you, I'm glad that someone here sees some semblance of reason, but Dara, you were never in a position to lead. I am no foot soldier. Not anymore. And the high strategos of the command of the Talden military, and now the castellan of this fortress, given the Baron's assumed demise. Certainly, there are others. But if you think the threat of Kadira to our south is anything but real, you are truly misguided. 
Your attention has been turned inward to this war for the crown, this conflict over a piece of jewelry and a chair in the nation's capital. You have not seen the embers burning. The flames of war reignite. We need our best to lead them. And I do not feel I overstep my boundaries or my history or my station. The state that I am the best among us to lead. Turning again to his presence. Playing off of your flattery. You're awesome. Yes, I am awesome, and that is why I need to stay here. Raising the stakes. We do need our best. And you are not wrong about your abilities. But we need our best doing what they do best. We come to press formal charges. If we just wanted you out of the way, we would come to just get rid of you. We don't want you gone. We just want your crimes brought to light. And if we can still work together after that, we can. Will I step in again? I assume with the rhetoric. I was trying to, just... to go for flattery at the beginning there. <laughs> oh, is that when we turned it back to flattery? Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, uh, you do get the plus two for the interaction, and then the plus two for him buying into it. Yeah, I should have seen that. That was I tried to over metagame and just assumed you were going for the thing that you always go for. <laughs> so give me your diplomacy. I forgot you also have really hot diplomacy. You are playing into his weakness, though. Yeah, you're pretty awesome. But, like, come on, though. Aw, oh. oh, shucks. <laughs> I have an edge. You have several edges. Well, I have um, two specific. You have two flattery specific edges. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead and rename that there six. Oh. Now it is and... hard stated in the rules that you it is intended for you to be able to continue using edges, so you can yep. just throw another edge on that one. So here's my last flattery edge. Oh, oh no! Oh my god! Oh, no, 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 no! This is no. good. This is good. We're getting That's out the hard good. one. There's nothing good about that. We're getting them out. It's fine. Because here comes uh, an 18. With did, what? Did anyone... Reroll? Yeah, did anyone pull a session reroll yet? Nope. Do we have nope. two? Okay, so we're still at two? Yep. Uh -huh. Still at two session rerolls. Now we're at one. And that one we also have a one. floating reroll. Yeah, that last... No, that last edge of his is uh, rhetoric specific. No, yeah. we have a floating one still, don't we? No, I, put I, them, I just put those two. on Baylor to track them. He, the first one he used afterwards is one of those. Oh. But the floating are both gone. The last one he has can only be used A lot better. And then I'm gonna use inspiration. Oh, 
right. Add a d6. You needed a six! You needed a six! Yes! You needed a six! It was in 36! You needed a six! And you got it! Diplomacy was one of the things I trained. I was ready for this. I didn't want to say it. Honestly, so I could give you the fiat if you at least high rolled. But by the actual numbers, wow. you needed a six to turn that around. And you got it. That was one of, that was a few times I was going to give you a little fudge <laughs> if you got a five. I was going to give you a five. But, oh, actually, I was to be fair, I was going to have to look up what happens if you tie the ante with a... Uh, because I'm not actually sure what happens if you tie. I I think you lose. I think you have I to I also beat think it. you lose ties, which is why I was just going to give you the five. But you didn't need it. You don't need my GM hand-holding. You've got the six. Just roll so, max on the dice. Just, just, roll, just roll sixes, forehead. All right. Jake's, it's come back a bunch, and he's at four. He's gonna take it. Uh, because he only takes th two damage instead of four. Because you won with flattery, but it also gives you an edge. Because that's flattery's thing. Is that a general edge? A general edge. You get a, it's, okay. It's for you, but it's a general use edge. Yeah, if you win with flattery, the any gets reduced by two before the damage is dealt, and uh, you get an edge instead. He grits his teeth. Thoughts racing in his head. He doesn't immediately reply. He's thinking. He's clearly thinking. He's plumbing the depths of everything he knows and all of his training to have something to come back to this. As the silence sits here, the Kadir woman turns around and just kind of looks at him, a little confused almost. Then perhaps I was right. Violence breeds violence. In the end, sometimes it just has to be that way. Much as everyone would wish, history is not written through nothing but peaceful times. Too much of history is written in blood. I had hoped to avoid that here. But there is another saying that rings true in times such as this. History repeats itself. 
Perhaps one of us, even now, is destined simply to be another bloodied footnote in a textbook centuries from now. As history has proven time and time again, sometimes that's the only way it ends. With his allegory, he does not seem to be impressing a willingness to stand down. Not quite yet. It's been fun. It really has, but this is draining. This is annoying. We've had to crawl our way through the sewers and deal with inane crap. There's a massive beast down there that I had to crawl through things to get to just to try to appease this thing to use the sewers a little bit safer to deal with you and all of your nonsense. For what? For you to just agree that we're right? Like, what kind of argument are you trying to present here? This is completely inane. I've put way too much of my time and effort into this nonsense. What are you trying to pull? We're here to arrest you. Let's be on with it. I have no idea what you're going for. I know, that's fine. It's a uh, presence. I kind of thought that, but I was sort of between that and mockery, and I said, Shh. That's a 40. Nell's clearly done. Uh, Nell's clearly done. Uh, replying to Allegory with Presence is a minus two. 38. But, Almost everything is minus two, yeah. Yeah. But, possibly somewhat surprisingly, Pytherius is, after all, a man who respects strength and a willingness to stand up for yourself. He is biased for Presence. Not backing down is how you earn this man's respect, so it is a 40. Uh, minus two for the tactic interaction and plus two for an audience bias. And he is going to return. That's the best the princess Eutropia can bring. If that's the mindset of her brightest and her strongest, as the tales ring out across this nation, perhaps you're right. We waste our time here, and we need simply be on with it. And he adjusts his grip on his battle axe in a, a strange way, lifting it up uh, he fli as he flips it back over. It's a long-hafted weapon, but he's only really ever held the very bottom of it. And now he holds it upright uh, in one hand, with the other hand cupping the base of the hilt. Almost like you'd wield a, a thrusting bastard sword or something. Certainly a strange stance to be wielding a battle axe, by all means. But with his simple rhetoric, he appears similarly done. And as the stakes raise further, 44, gonna use the last edge 
And with that, lose the rest of his determination. He seems to be just ready to fight. To put this aside and even after every argument you've brought to him, to still just bear arms against you. But as he raises up this battle axe, and as the Kadir woman turns back towards you, assuming a defensive stance, you hear a sound. You hear near galloping hoofbeats circling the tower up around you know from below this is connected to a variety of walls a, uh, a series of different sections of the the courtyard is sectioned off you couldn't gallop a horse around the outside of the keep and further the sound seems to be coming closer as if it's rising as if the horse is somehow galloping up the walls of the keep itself huh and this huh is about everybody's re uh, reaction as into view on the off the northern side of the keep is the horse galloping its hooves striking against thin air as it runs upward a uh, alongside the castle up level with its ramparts maybe five feet above and the blowing wind seated on its back somebody dressed head to toe in heavy full plate uh, armored under layers of panels and separate males up in the center of his breastplate hanging via two massive chains an enormous golden lion with a scar cut across one eye the helm is carved somewhat similarly the visage replaced with a roaring lion uh, a gap in its mouth and uh, a small gap across its eyes for the rider to see and as the horse comes to a stop here in the air and turns still just standing hovering above the rampart the voice calls out that's enough master jareth and he raises the visor to reveal Pytherius Pytherius <laughs> standing on the keep shakes uh, almost like he's shaking something off a little bit and his disguise fades to reveal Mylan Jareth and the shimmering uh, disguise over his battle axe fades away to reveal him wielding Koreanas hence giving the strange stance cause and Jareth grits his teeth Jareth I will give me my sword I will I will come over there right now. Deal with that later. Give me my sword back. And he level uh, switches his stance to something much more natural, leveling the sword towards you. And after all of this, I think I will simply hand it over. 
I don't want to kill you. I just want my sword back. Hi, Strategos! What are your orders? How do we handle the traitors? And Pytherius, sitting there on his horse, a huge lance clamped, locked into one armored gauntlet, and a pennant waving behind him in the wind with the blue and green gilded crest of the Talden military waving on it. And he calls down, We don't! I apologize for the deceit, but my ways with tactics and blades never really won for words. I don't write my own speeches, you know. So you let that monster speak for you? This is his role, his job. And I had hoped he could bring you to reason, but in your dis discourse here, thanks to Dame Avena's magic, I was able to hear. I have realized a great many things, perhaps. Second guess to great many decisions I have made in my life in recent months. You are not wholly wrong, though you may be misguided. And I do not wholly agree with you, but I cannot disagree with your intentions and even some of your ends. And given what's brought you here and what I've done, certainly not your means. He will, uh, his horse walks closer, still uh, angling up a bit to clear the ramparts and ending about 10 feet above the floor of the keep. I will not surrender myself to you. Taldor and her military needs a firm and wise hand, seasoned with years of experience. They need me, but... Perhaps not on the throne. No, I will not surrender to you. You will not take me with this farce of an arrest. But I will withdraw my ambitions for the crown. And there... Let's leave for our break. Talked down Maxlar Pytherius to the point where he has accepted and admitted that maybe he is not the ruler Taldor needs right now. Perhaps it is better he stood aside and let Eutropia take the throne. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you wanted. That's what you were after. That is... The whole point of several books, se uh, several cities worth 
of everything that happened in Marat, Yanmis, and now Zimar. Even back in Opara, at the Exaltation Gala, you were there to help Eutropia ascend to the throne. And now, you can do that. It is victory away. in the least satisfying way possible. <laughs> so, I... when we left off, Pytherius had revealed that you had been dueling Jareth this entire time. And his guys, as Pytherius is not really great with words, that's... Mm. He... It's not his job. It's not his department. He wasn't going to be able to verbal duel you, and he knew that. He wasn't going to even try. But as you listened in on your debates, waiting to ride to Jared's aid, should it fall to blows, something unexpected happened, and you swayed him. You convinced him of his wrongdoing, and he will stand up. He will just stand aside let Eutropia become the new Grand Prince of Taldor. Taldor would have a ruler again. Everything could continue. You got everything you've wanted since you met each other in that coffee house in Opara where Martella first handed you your assignments. We got Almost. our mission completed. There's a couple of personal things real quick that we got to settle with this individual over here in the corner. For instance, half of my entire possessions that he still has. So he had called out his offer. He will not surrender to you. He will not surrender to the fortress or Zimar or his position, and you will not arrest him. But he will cease his vie for the throne, and let Eutropia rise to power. What do you say, party? Well, Pytherius. Go ahead. You know me, and you know that I have more reason to hate you than anyone in this entire party. I am willing to take your, take your deal should the military still serve the prince of Taldor when their aid is needed and called for. But I have one stipulation. And then just reach over and I point at Jareth. The evil that this man serves is far beyond anything that you or Eutropia is capable of handling. We have faced his handler already once they will bring darkness to Taldor I beg of you to let us deal with Jareth before and, uh, he can report back to his scurry away back to his master Jareth kind of cocks his head and turns out to Pytherius the shrug I do not know what deceptions they weave hi Stratigos I serve only you and the Taldon people as I have for years of service Stratigos, we have it by his own hand. All, so much damning evidence we can show you. What he whispers, the poison he whispers in your ear is not true. He would make you a pawn. 
too far, far. And Pythagoras just calls out, Enough! I have heard what I will. I see no reason to surrender my spy master. He has served Taldor well for years, near a decade. And he stops and thinks, perhaps even more. Roxasha are very long lived, my lord. And Jared just turns to you, nobody knows what that means. Do not cite your witch magic at us. I want to look at the diviner. You know what he is. You can see him. And she turns to Jareth, and Jareth looks at her and just shrugs. And she looks at you and just shakes her head. Simple cantrip can reveal it. To me, anyway. And if I could share that information, I could prove that he's an evil fiend. Have evidence? And, uh, Jareth, uh, calls out again to Pythereus. Hi, Stratagos! I do not know what their ploy is here, but this is an act they have worked many times in their past. Uh, they know okay, Jareth, neither of regardless. us know of magic. Whatever they wish to cast, whatever their excuses, their guises. This is their ambush. I don't regardless, know- Regardless, you still have my sword. You cannot deny that. That is- physical that is there that is mine and he holds the sword back. up you and have a lot of my things actually he holds the sword up and says consider this bail for the arrest you evaded you mean the monk that let me out and Pythereus again just calls out you have my terms and he has my sword we do not want this to come to blows, but his evil cannot be allowed to go back to Panavar. I think we should agree to his terms. Sir. Absolutely not. This man murdered my father. It's not personal for the rest of these people, but it is for me. And to just walk away from this countless times, this man not only is he deceiving you and trying to manipulate everybody around you, he's lying through his teeth and he's a murderer and he needs to be brought to justice. And how many have lied dead in your wake? I know not the circumstances of your father's death and whatever has happened, I've worked with Jareth for years as my spy master. If even your words are true, I trust he had his reasons. We could show you the proof that, that he's manipulating this whole thing. Just if, indulge us for a minute, look upon it. You'll, you'll see the, the, that he's lying. And Jareth just calls out again, do not listen to their poison. This is how they usurped a county up north, near Marat. This is how they have felled so many before them. They weave these deceptions, for they have not the strength nor the faith in their own causes to wield blade. Where is my spear? What spear? 
the one you can't touch. I did not keep track of every one of your possessions, <laughs> fool. We have a holy oh. blade! <laughs> you can't touch it! Human. Of course you, you got rid of it. touch it! And Pytherius calls out again, This is simple, and my patience here wears thin. Whatever yes, this simple answer. game you have, you can leave Abadar's Pillar and leave the city of Zemar, and none will stand in your way, nor will I in Eutropia's as she takes the throne and dons the Primogen crown. But if you do not, perhaps Master Jareth was right. Perhaps it has to be this way. And he shifts his lance a bit, tucking the handle under his arm, as he would need to charge. I think we should agree to his terms. I don't! Give Dara a look, just. Dara, destroyed. he cannot be allowed to go back to Panavar. Some things can be no, dealt with you later. You saw what Panavar did. He yes, could this raise is not this Panavar. City. No, for once I disagree with you. There is one man look. among you with an understanding, one who has served, one who has seen the horrors of the necessary evil that is the military and war. You would do well to listen to him. Then believe him. If you believe that he has suffered as much as you have in war, then believe him when he tells you that this man is not human and he serves a dark, dark evil and he manipulates everyone around him. Can I roll a diplomacy on that? <laughs> I mean, he just had an entire verbal duel. There's not a whole lot you can do with, like, a diplomacy roll here. What were you going to say, Dara? Um. Um. Some things can be dealt with later. Some things are more important at the moment. And I would turn to uh, Pytherius. Uh, although you may no longer trust me, and it mo not, may not mean much, but I am loyal to the great military of Daldor, and I cannot serve before I have, uh, uh, as of yet, for I have another personal mission that I need to accomplish. But you still have my support, as you always have. Silence for everything save the wind. Anyone everyone still standing in their place? Just in my in my head since we're all telepathic. Yeah, you do still have telepathic bond, right? Yeah. Baylor, do you care to issue our rebuttal? I'm gonna drop my visor on my full plate helmet. You can't what is our mission? Have you guys lost sight? Well, if your mission is the Psychotrex, Jareth is the quickest way to it, so I don't understand why you're hesitating. <clears throat> the man stepped aside. He surrendered. Mission you accomplished. Kill. It's just my personal vendetta that's keeping us here. We have no, multiple I'm reasons. I'm pretty to deal with sure Jareth. he's really, really evil. And really, really bad. So are we, if, in a sense. Kahina, look at what we've done. Yeah, we're done. Nothing's good and evil anymore. It's all shades of gray. Everything. Uh, and it's I just will... that 
Stand He's down. basically black. There are things we can deal with later. Yeah, it might be easy for you. And Nora, you would hear CR and... Uh, I guess if we're... Using this moment to be the bigger man or whatever and overcome our vendettas. I don't want to overcome it. Nor do I, girl, but... I mean, I'm good and you're good, but are we going to defeat a whole army here? If no. we want to find Panavar, find the Psycho Tracks and find the Circle for the moment... And trust me, oh, do I hate this. <sighs> Jareth might be more useful to us alive. Oh. A dead body ain't leading us anywhere. And it's brought Panavar to us once. Just another excuse for him to stay alive. I just... Man. This is hard, Siarn. Look, I don't have a whole lot of stake in this right or wrong fate of Taldor thing. I'm gonna be honest, I don't particularly care which way the crown falls, but... <sighs> I feel like we got what we came here for. We found Jareth. And we got what you guys came here for, cause... We got a crown. You know why I'm here, though. Do. And I found Same him. Same reason I want it. What if we never find him again? He's just gonna vanish. That's what he does. Me? And somehow Dara got damn near one purpose in this world, and that's finding that Psychotrex. Maybe the right answer is killing Jareth. Maybe it's not. I will say, if you think we got better odds putting him down right now, then we go for it. Because whatever morality or war or nonsense this might start or prevent is completely irrelevant. Alongside Panavar having access to that thing. None of this matters. It's just bigger picture. What do you know about bounty hunting? You find some low-grade scum dealing fairy dust in the narrows, you don't grab him. You follow him back to his source. Well, this ain't exactly that, but... You're not far off, though. And again, your, your telepathic thing with CR is near instant, so it's not... Even your telepathic bond, you're basically still talking to each other at the normal time, just... So that's all. This exchange... Immediately after Dara stands down. I'm just gonna look over my party, just every face. These people that I've grown to care about. And I can't lose any more that I care about. And the man on the other side of the room that I just would give anything to see dead. And I will just start to walk away. Yes, not, not to overshadow your mama, but this takes it this way. Unless you're planning on walking off the side of the building. Yes, just... <laughs> whoop, gone. Just turn into a bird and fly away. Bird and a foof. So Inori immediately just... 
for a moment. Her expression kind of changes right after Dara steps back and she just turns and walks back towards the stairs. She starts walking towards the stairs. I'm just going to think this could be your best chance. This could be your only chance. We have plenty of reasons. back up with Panavar. Then we'll have to kill Pytherius too. It's not... We don't have to fight Pytherius. He's going to fight us. He can fight us. We don't have to fight him. I can't get you guys killed. I can't. No one's going to die except for Jareth. That's what my dad used to tell me. Not just us, though. Look around. The the Kadir woman turns out to Pytherius. They must have some magic for communication. Uh, The way they exchange glances. As would you, I imagine. This is already impossible for me, guys. Just please. Let's just go. We're debating on whether to leave or stay, and it looks like the majority choice is leave. We'll take your offer. We do want his sword back, though. And everything Jareth stole from him. And Jareth just sighs and hucks the sword. Or just clatters across the ground in between the groups of you. Will this make you happy? All of this for a blade. It's more than just a blade. You have a lot of my things. Where are they? Don't be greedy now. This is bigger than your greed. Fear, though. In my head, I'll say I'm more concerned about the spear than anything else. It's not exactly an everyday object. This is not an everyday proposal. This is a country. I will pick the sword back up and start walking away, I suppose. So Dara steps back and Nori moves towards the door. Nell moves towards the door. We go then. not over either way all right we'll go and i'll i guess give a salute and i'll just look back and grin at jareth we'll be seeing you that was super evil (laughs) i will admit in all of my prep time and everything I did not expect party just takes the high road and lets everyone live to be the route we took I didn't expect mission accomplished guy to surrender (laughs) that's okay I I figure Utropia can pardon my dad I'm good it's true if what you're really after is getting your dad out of prison I mean having a huge favor from the new Grand Prince. Well, absolutely. Grand Princess. Grand Princess. Okay. Whatever. (laughs) So, just so, because I haven't had it in a while, was it, it's plus three? Coriolanus? I'd have to, I can double check. Because you have that, it's- it's, I'm pretty sure it's a plus three defending longsword, yeah. It's not on the the page, so. Yeah, it It only- it only has the first little upgrades. Let me check it real quick because I do have that. It's just in the other book because all of the relics are in 
before, yeah. and I thought I had this page open, but I didn't because I'm bad. It was, in Cause... fact, a plus three defending longsword, yes. Okay, because I know plus I have one to save four throws gems. against all the things. Yeah, all four of the gem things yeah. that you can resist. You have plus one to save against those. So, the group of you head back down the stairs. Down the stairs of the keep. And back down to the ground floor. Where, at this point, the Baron has long since been removed by your allies who are still just kind of standing around sort of guarding the bottom floor there just waiting to see what happens and you make your way out of the keep back into the courtyard do, do, do her man escort us out <laughs> I assume they probably want to come with you they're probably not big on being left here yeah. So they will they will definitely come with you. I, I also feel like guards from there escorting us out would stop other guards that aren't with us from jumping in on anything. Well, as you as you come down and out into the as you make your way down, you can hear orders being shouted down, uh, amplified in volume by magic from the keep. Standing down at arms, but not making any move against you. And as you exit the keep, you can see the platoon of soldiers, all with bows in hand, and uh, arrows knocked, but the bowstrings not drawn, at attention and waiting, with their captain standing in front of them. Uh, they, regardless of their orders, <laughs> cannot help but throw a couple glances your direction as you walk down the steps into the courtyard and to make your way back out of Abadar's Pillar. We, do we accumulate more of my guys as we walk out? Because there was only four in there and I sent 18. <laughs> we had 18 people working on the operation to get ah, some, people, some in. people in. It wasn't literally okay. 18 people put in their well. application <laughs> That day. That'd be great. It could have been 18 people, depending on what happened and where it was. But, I mean, that's kind of the fun of it. So with that, you make your way back into the streets of Zemar. Well, I was not prepared for this. I was prepared for a whole bunch of different eventualities and contingencies. But knowing this party, I was right <laughs> on 100% certain that that would be a fight and you guys would not accept Pytherius simply standing down and leaving him and Jareth there in the battlements I didn't want to but I can't exactly fight all three of them by myself <laughs> like, I mean that's... I would have gone with you So I would have fought against you, so just to let you know. It would have been an interesting <laughs> encounter. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like at said, least Dar would have flipped None of us were planning on attacking Pytherius. We just wanted Jareth. But he would have got that, in the that's fight. That's the problem. Thing, though. That's that's not a separate. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely like you would have. He would. It was not like he would not have attacked you. 
Baylor's has ways of separating people. Now the answer for leaving was right there in front of us. Kill Jareth. Uh, tie down the Diviner. Take her little teleportation rune thing that she has because we know We're she has to one. Create peace. And then Listen. we just teleport out. Listen to everything you just said. <laughs> That's why I couldn't like. I can't. It didn't feel right. That's. You probably will never get another chance. Also, we were definitely told every single person teleporting needs a glyph. Yeah, you would teleport the person holding the glyph and four people would end up in magic jail. So that would have been a really bad time. This is why Nell doesn't do the magic. That's why I'm not a caster. (laughs) This is why. That's fair. So... As it's you good when the party way... throws off the GM, though. Yeah, no, I was not expecting. <laughs> okay, and leave. I was not in any way expecting. I mean, it that. wasn't an okay leave. It, it was, was a no. It was a very, was... very edge discussion there. But it's a big moment, really, where everything that's been happening so far in the War for the Crown, as this has gotten, as Anori said, through shades of gray and has just become darker and darker as you work against people in legitimate positions of power and kill a lawful good dragon in self-defense, but in a position where a lawful good dragon would attack you. This is one of those defining moments. And I feel like it's one that at least Dara and Inori can finally feel good about. That you didn't just murder, because uh, you, you didn't just murder Hobo your way through. Your time I mean, in Zimar, you have killed not one guard, not one soldier. Yeah, it's not it's not the ideal situation everyone wanted, but it's what you could take without bloodshed, and it's it's really again the line, how far you were willing to go to get where you want. And it wasn't attacking the commander of the Talden military who had agreed to give you what you had come here for in the first place. One of the better outcomes for the uh, for Taldor itself. As like I told him. Yeah. Like huh? We could still work with him. Yeah. We just wanted it to be known that he didn't deserve to be the ruler. <laughs> it was the Talden thing. It's not necessarily the good ending. It's not the bad ending. But it's sure as hell the lawful ending. Ah, uh, it's the political answer. Ah. The campaign from day one has been a political conflict. And I just wanted to say I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> But as you leave Abadar's Pillar, and with the walls of Zemar and the buildings around, the gusting winds feel much less severe, but it is still late Lamashan. Not super pleasant outside. It's getting pretty cold. It's getting down to the 40s, 30s at night, probably. And with this kind of wind, it definitely is chilly. That kind of matches, I guess, how everyone feels inside right now. So... What do you do? I guess we're leaving the city. I guess we should. Uh, I 
because we should message, send a message. Did Zaylar was headed back to Opara. Did she say what method she was using? Did not know. So she still could be quite a distance from but she there. She rode here with you in a carriage, so it's a safe assumption. It's probably a carriage. So I'm just thinking, like, teleporting back to Orpara will beat here by <laughs> an enormous amount. So, yeah, contacting her through magic would be optimal situation. So you want to... Well, it does take 10 minutes to cast that. Where are you guys yeah. heading in the immediate? Back to... Anywhere else to go? Uh, we got to go to the swamp house and get Kados. Are you bringing Kados with you? Absolutely. Why don't we, we go get drunk? How about since... that? We haven't seen him since we sent him to. He's he's been in the bathhouse. He's been in the bathhouse. Yeah, he did come back to the bathhouse. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he did. Okay. remember he ate the clear worm. The clear uh, meat. Right. Yeah, I'm, he did the come back. Window, window meat. meat. The window the meat. Window meat. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah, came yeah, back yeah. to the bathhouse to eat the window meat, and. uh... I mean, yeah, it's kind of an odd situation because at the moment, stuff is still tense. You're not disguised anymore. You're walking back through the city in your full normal appearances as the fingers of Utropia. And while a lot of people here in Zemar don't immediately recognize you, a lot of them do. As you're walking, if you're going back to the pool house, a lot of people... Across the other side of the street to not be near you. A lot of people turn and scowl or grimace. A particularly bold sort of hooligans may even yell an insult from a relatively safe distance that's not right next to you because they're only so brave. <laughs> Yelling next to us gets you yelled back, and my yells are very it much worse than theirs. It becomes clear why you needed your disguises in the first place, as this city is very against you. But... Back to the abandoned pool house. Yep. And you arrive back in and go to collect your things that you'd left behind. Everything you don't carry on you. Everything you'd stashed back in your safe house. Uh, you go back to meet with Enki and tell them they can wrap up their operations. Your followers can return to you uh, and they can go back to whatever it is they were doing because by all means we talked down the final boss this is this is kind of the end of the war for the crown is it not it certainly yep, I, seems I, like it for, for the moment it seems so apparently my new business met, uh, motto is going to be everyone gets a pet mimic I'll just grow mimics in my basement that's a terrible a idea. Free but mimic with you... every drink. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how Taldor died. <laughs> Inori, <laughs> I assume for your willingness to stand down the face of literally everything Inori has wanted, Taraka has given you a hero point here. Oh, wow. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. But you gather up your things and you meet with, of course, Kadost. Who is still just kind of hanging around in the pool house, doing general chaos things. 
chilling. Probably there's a box in a corner somewhere just existing. And what is it? Do you, uh, you get a tell K-Dust? I'm going to tell K-Dust. All right. It's time to leave the city box. We finished our job, and as promised, we have plenty of meat for you. So, if you would like to come with us, you are welcome to leave the city, and we will give you a new home. Why? Because the city is dangerous, and we have meat. Lots of meat. And we're your friends. Friends don't leave other friends behind. Okay. <laughs> if we leave house box, where do we go? Outside is dirt. We'll go to another city box where we have other house boxes. That and where people are our friends instead of trying to hurt us. It's a friend box. There are more house boxes. Oh, Even yes. Bigger ones. More. Like in the word box. And Kedah's a tentacle comes out from inside the box with another random children's book stuck to the end of it. I thought this was just word box thing, not an actual thing. Like friends. No, it's very real. And you are welcome to come with us to see them. Is there meat? Everywhere. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna need a wagon. Never a great show of emotion, this chaos. But there. Um. Hire a wagon. At 12, have you not hit the point where you get one more person on your teleport now? I was just about to ask, do I still get a plus one for the yeah, party? Yeah, it's like a permanent floating yeah. plus one. Because again, the point of my house rule on giving you one extra person on teleport is, and similar spells is that we have a five-man party and it's clearly intended when you learn it to be able to warp the entire party. So at the point where it would be able to warp the entire party plus one, you can still do that. It's just a floating plus one on the person restriction for that to account for your extra party member. Because Pathfinder's pretty largely designed around four-man parties. So you could absolutely teleport K-Dust with you. Awesome. You probably have to spend an amount of time explaining to K-Dust what the hell is about <laughs> to happen so that K-Dust will be a willing yeah. target. But mm -hmm. Somebody else is going to have to explain that because I Your don't think... Your intelligence is too high. <laughs> my, my age is too high to talk to this box. <laughs> so, Baylor is going to do the magic boom boom and we will appear from this house box to another house box. In the meantime, while you're gathering your things and preparing to leave the city forever, do you want to cast a sending spell to Zaylar? I do want to contact Zaylar, yes. As you spend your ten minutes drawing the magic out of the wand, what are you telling her? 
Pytherius would not turn himself over into custody, but has agreed to rescind his vow for the throne. He responds. Well, this was the original goal, I suppose. It is certainly a different outcome than I had expected, but well done nonetheless. And what's the plan, party? We're leaving. We're done. No one's got it. Yeah, where? Where do we, we return to? Are we going to Apara? Are we going to Stockies? Are we going out to, to Stockies? Are we going to the? If you have a mansion castle? in Stockies, I mean, we do. Chaos and a palace of birdsong. Yeah, the palace. I, at some point, would like to leave all this evidence against Pytherius with the Lion Blades. You know, for possibly <laughs> future. Future arresting <laughs> reasons. When Utropia is, Just you know, the Grand Prince. Like, long sight-wise... The only thing you guys really lose out on is Dareth, because obviously Pythiris is going to get arrested as soon as Eutropia is the Grand Prince anyway. It's maybe just his pridefulness that wouldn't allow him to surrender directly to you, because surely he can't expect that that won't immediately happen once she takes the Primogen crown. And you have the Primogen rod, the other part of Coronation, with you. That he would found in Pytherius's frickin' bedroom in the castle. So either way, he still rots in jail, I still get my revenge. A pyrrhic victory, perhaps, but at least one that does largely give you what Closure. you wanted <laughs> to an extent. So, where do you teleport? We returning to Marat County first. Yep, I bet the Dome of Void gonna freaking love Kados. Now we're going to the castle. Mm -hmm. Is that what the plan is? Palace? I did... Pretty sure, yes. I did keep a teleport prepared today. So, drop Kados off at the manor, give him some meat, tell him not to eat the Domovoy, and then pop over to the Palace of Birdsong. A teleport. That sounds like two teleports. Well, we can spend the day in Stockies. That's true. And... You, have, you have no fantastic yeah. rush now. Mm -hmm. So, the group of you, after explaining to Kados what's about to happen, so he will accept the teleport and again be a willing target, Baylor ends up casting his own magic. Sound like a boat. I decided to try a new button to see how it worked for teleporting, but Definitely that just sounds like a boat. So we're going to go back to the old one that I was using. Someone's breathing real hard on their microphone. But uh, you teleport back to Stockies, back to your estate, uh, the manor that was still left to you even as Martella became the tribune of Stockies proper. 
Uh, she let you keep the estate to yourself. This is this is your mansion. It's your place now. Mostly Dara's. Mostly Dara's. <laughs> Dara's <laughs> yeah, the one Did we take down all the paintings? Stockies. Take I them all down. Write it to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be no, here. This place your sucks. So. You, you appear, and you now this is fantastic for me. Spend some amount of time getting settling Kados in, introducing Kados perhaps to the Domovoi, introducing the Domovoi perhaps to Kados, making them promise not to murder each other while you're gone, hoping that kind of works, and resting in your own estate. As much as oh, you guys, um, what? As, as funny as it is, Chaos is Rogue One, Aberration Nine now. You have leadership. Yeah, I took that. Yeah. <laughs> you gave Chaos to Rogue level. <laughs> All right, so you spend some time teaching Chaos <laughs> the finer points of being sneaky. Somehow, I don't know how exactly you do that. Maybe you Bubo. pay Bubo to do it. Bubo. You pay Bubo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh, once God. again, at the end of the day, Bubo is really the main protagonist oh. here, and the rest of us are just kind of around for the ride. And you would leave Kate Austin Town, introduce Bubo, who would be the second person beyond Nell to find the existence of a friendly mimic absolutely hilarious. And Bubo would be 100% on point with teaching Kados to, well, be his understanding of a guard, which more or less is a rogue level. So... <laughs> Bubo is literally the worst influence Kados could ever have. No! There are I'm several... the worst influence! We're like Panivar, or... There are probably other bad people in the world. I don't know, Anzu? Like, they're certainly worse. I'm, I'm not saying evil, I'm saying worst. Kados does not need to be learning things from Bubo. Well, Kados is now learning things from Bubo. Yeah, I've got no say in it. Can but... mimics get drunk? No, because alcohol uh, is the antithesis of everything they do i'm pretty sure they wouldn't like that yeah alcohol uh, actually would dissolves be their stickiness. possibly deadly to a mimic oh. mimics do have to eat drink and sleep uh they are still living creatures though kind of intricate ones but i don't know aberrations are weird aberrations are real weird yeah they do have to eat drink and sleep so so chaos does have to eat drink and sleep but i'm pretty sure seeing as alcohol does dissolve all of the adhesives and a lot of the compounds that a mimic excretes, it would be incredibly unpleasant, if not outright deadly, to try to get a mimic drunk. Okay. The easiest way to kill a mimic is a low-level character, maybe to befriend it and then try to convince it to get drunk. Is really the takeaway here. So, low-level parties. Make friends with the mimic, kill it with alcohol. Anyway. Oh, uh, my mistake. Mimics only have seven hit dice, so that's like rogue four. It is not level 12. Three. It is not level 11. It's why a, why would that be 11? That, that, that's, that's a total of 10. 
Oh, 10. I'm pretty sure it's to be 4 below you, doesn't it? We'll figure out the specifics of Kados' freaking No, because it's alternate. Again. It's only got to be 2 below me, so it would need to be 10. Okay. Well, well like I said, we'll figure it out later. It's not yeah. like it's... It doesn't matter. It's a meme. Or probably ever. But I will put that <laughs> on my list of things to figure out. Figure out Kados' stat block. We'll get that later. That's going to take time. But you have an afternoon and an evening to rest in a town that adores you for bringing it back from the brink, and you have stepped into stockies occasionally throughout the last several months and witnessed almost a time-lapse of the town's growth and the way that you left it. Uh, a time-lapse of how well it has recovered as the swamp recedes from the pump house being fixed. Uh, many of the threats and even wandering beasts from the nearby Verudin forest having been beaten away with assorted ugly sticks. Stockies... Even as it moves I, into the late fall and the winter months, is doing pretty good. Trade. I cast plant growth all over it too before we left. The yeah, first time. no, I, they're doing great. Uh, <laughs> trade actually comes into the town pretty regularly. Uh, it is now second, really, only to Lothidar, having passed up Pensaris and Voinaris in size and attracts a lot more trade to the entire region. You done good. And you spend an afternoon with friends and drink, and Dara hates Marat County. But otherwise, with <laughs> friends and drink and general happiness. I would probably at some point, uh, I'm sure Nori is not like the most enthusiastic this evening. Not at all. So I would probably bring a drink over to Inori, uh, wherever she may be, if it's, you know, uh, out in the back being edgy or whatever or <laughs> probably exactly that yeah <laughs> so i'll bring a drink out out to her and and uh i'll hand it over thanks what i do to deserve this well sometimes you have to pick your battles and sometimes they are not what you would hope for. But I thank you for what you did today. What did I do? I didn't do anything. I think you did a great deal. And I know how much it cost you. I don't but know. I do not want you to give up. I do not think your mission is over, nor is mine. It's, it's. Would you believe me if I told you that ever since the moment I turned my back on him today, I don't know. I know it's technically the right move, but I, I kind of regret it. I mean, I am. I've been fully prepared for years now. If I can get to him, take him down. If I have to go in the battle as well, that's the price I pay for my vengeance, but... But are you ready? Were you ready? The I'm not ready to him? watch you die again. Or anybody exactly. else. This is what I'm saying. You, We were not ready for him. We got our asses handed to us. I have <laughs> never been so fairly smushed in a battle. It was pathetic. And not only him... But who he worked for. What would we even do? This was actually probably 
the best thing that could have happened. We now have time to train. We were not ready, but we can be. And I promise you, I will be there to help you. What do you mean by train, like together? Because I kind of am a solo act when it comes to that. Well, I mean, I did punch you in the face. I, that, that was, was like one time, and it was and it incredibly was lucky. Easy. I don't have any magic voodoo, and I feel like a couple arrows in your direction wouldn't kill you immediately. I mean, you're, I've been wanting to bring this up for a while, and now that we're kind of done, I'm just sort of going to go back to what I was doing, I guess. I'm, I am hiring, and you're a fairly average archer at best. It definitely... You know, I could throw some, like, money at you, maybe, like, 80, 20 of whatever bounties we pull in. And, uh... 80, 20! (laughs) All right, maybe... You ever been so offended you stopped doing your character voice? (laughs) That's what I was gonna say. (laughs) You offended Brynn personally! That wasn't even Dara! That was so offensive you offended the player behind the character. That that is literally the socially awkward, horrible joke from (laughs) Anori. Yes. Obviously. Well, I mean, I can't imagine what you're like with your accounting, and I dread the day I have to see it. I had a guy that used to do that, but he... He's not around anymore. It's all kind of me, really. And I guess you, if you want the job. And I mean, I guess we could kind of train and stuff. It's usually kind of a private thing for me, but I could make it. Way to make it awkward. Jeez. I would. Hey, you brought the beer. I think we should have more beer and we will iron out the details later. Okay. Well, let's pull up a seat. So, with that, and the rest of you doing whatever it is uh, with the evening that you're doing, I would imagine, especially in Baylor's old freaking half-elf case, just resting, finally not having to worry about getting murdered in the night or clear two meat monsters or soldiers or whatever. Kahina, knowing that slowly, but eventually... Justice is coming for Pytherius and for her own father. And Nell, back in Marat, which is probably enough for Nell, really. He's <laughs> back in Marat with Bubo and his new mimic friend, just slowly yep. growing a circle of drinking buddies and also regular buddies. You rest for the evening, and the next day, I imagine Baylor is going to have a teleportation spell prepared to take you out to the Palace of Birdsong. You ready to go, guys? Are, are we bringing Chaos? No. <laughs> You're gonna bring him to the palace? What? Well, it's good to let him know that we have a friendly mimic around here. So yeah, that he let them know that without him being there. <sighs> I don't well, need him fun. eating the peacocks on the front lawn. That's <laughs> actually a good point. Of <laughs> the princess and the prince. Let's not traumatize the poor boy. Let, let's let's get him used traumatized. to the one new house first. Yeah. Before you acknowledge the existence of any of the rest of the planet to him. Fair. So 
without chaos, the group of oh, you teleport up back to the Palace of Birdsong. And it is much the same as it has always been, really. Uh, you arrive just outside to the yard, completely full of the constant flock of various peacocks, other just colorful chirping birds throughout the shrubberies and the trees, those entire herds of peacocks just strutting around, and the legions of cages along the front and back portions of the palace, full of yet more exotic birds singing their various songs as you make your way around. And you head inside to be greeted by one of the servants who of course recognizes you immediately. Everyone in Murat pretty much does at this point. I don't think you could go anywhere in Murat with a single face that doesn't know who you are unless it was a baby born within the last 12 months. Maybe not. But every man, woman, and child here recognizes you guys. And as you are briefly telling him you want to meet with uh, Martella or Eutropia or you aiming for, what is, what is your objective here? I don't know. I, I have a hangover and they teleported me. <laughs> I, 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 I would like to at some point present the Primogen Rod to Eutropia herself. I but like to too, sure. if she's not immediately available, we can discuss things with Martella first. Well, but as you're there... Prince Carius uh, comes mm. around from the kitchens uh, with a small biscuit and a cup of tea he's carrying very cautiously because it is very full. So he is super focused on his steps and does not immediately notice he's walking towards the group of you as he makes his way down the hall towards the stairs uh, th that lead back up to the upper floors. And it's not until he gets... Within maybe five feet of you, that he looks up and realizes there's people in front of him, you know, just outside of actually walking into you with his plate of tea range. And he glances up, sees you all, uh, sees it's you, and his eyes go kind of wide, and he almost startles, he spooks a little bit, and spills the tea all over the plate in his hand. <laughs> immediately cries out in pain and drops the whole thing on the ground. No. Where the very hot tea and the very nice plate and cup it was in shatters across the, uh, the the interior floor. And the servant steps back quickly and carries this... Oh! I! Clean that, will you? You're back! <laughs> oh, you seem a little excited to see us. We've had it in my charge. I... I wanted to thank you personally. I, I don't feel like I ever really got the opportunity. When we last met, I was still very... Muddled and confused. These last couple weeks, this last month or so, it's been so much better. And were it not for you, heroes, your actions, and Yonmas, I might still be up there, being puppeted out by that horrible priest. What? I'm glad to see you're doing very much better than you were. What have you been? We have stories to tell you, young friends. Many, many stories. No, well then, We've... come upstairs. We have to talk to Yuti. She's got nothing important going on today. It's fine. Good. We have a present and, uh, for he, her. He kind of pushes past everyone and is already like going up the stairs. When you say that, he's like a present. You'll see. Let's he stops. Go. He stops for a moment, like he's about to ask a question, 
And then stops and then continues up the stairs. All right, come on. She's in the office. And he leads the group of you upstairs over to the office where Bartleby used to do his business. The original, his old office. Where Princess Eutropia is, in fact, sitting at a desk doing the same thing she assumedly does every day. Reading through a billion proposals and treatises with a handful of advisors here in the room with her, figuring out what exactly she would do. Uh, notably, Martella is not in here at the moment. But as Carius just kind of barges in the door, <laughs> and she turns, immediately mad, <laughs> but restraining it a little bit, and goes to say something, and then sees the group of you behind him in the doorway. And her mad kind of changes to surprise, and she immediately stands up from behind the desk, uh, hands folded in front of her, and bows her head. I had no word you were coming. No, I apologize. I'm unprepared. This is all we the reception we'll have, I'm afraid. We apologize. Your brother took the liberty of inviting us up. And the uh, the various advisors kind of shuffle back, and with a mixture of bows and curtsies, just uh, and a bunch of platitudes kind of make themselves small in the corner, out of the way, as you are clearly more important than they are. And they are fully <laughs> aware of that. <laughs> They're just kind of moving out of the way here. And... She shoots an instant of death glare at Carius, and then turns back to you and uh, nods her head again. Says, well, of course. I no right or reason to deny you, audience. Uh, with what news have you from Zemar? Or, I assume you'd been dispatched. Last I heard of you, were you heading down to a par to be trained by the Lion Blades? Right. Well, that Baylor? happened. And, uh, hi, we're here. <laughs> uh, Baylor has something for you. A few somethings. And she kind of puzzled looks over to Baylor. Oh, all right. Pytherius's ambitions for the throne have been swayed away. Your Majesty. You. What happened? Tell me everything. And no. you. <laughs> yeah, you, We're uh, gonna be we, here we, for we, a we also, I, I will also inform her that we have retrieved something for her. <laughs> yeah, before that, before like, that, we have something for you. I fear that the current moment is far from the time for exchange of gifts. Oh, or... you It's want exactly this. the time. <laughs> well, what is it? And reach into the bag of holding. And hold out the premature wand to her. And she sees that, and her jaw just like, Tropia's never been a super high on expression lady. She takes herself very seriously. But her jaw hits the freaking floor when you pull the premature rod out of a sack. <laughs> For a variety of reasons. But absolute dumbfounded, awestruck silence. Which is broken simply by Carius saying, Oh, well, that's very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a moment! <laughs> you should recognize it. And he squints his eyes together, thinking, I... I do. I'm feeling a lot more myself, but... I still have a difficult time remembering anything from... Before. 
But that, that certainly looks familiar. And Eutropia just... The Primogen Rod. I would ask how or where or why, but I don't feel any of that matters at the current moment. I didn't know it left the Imperial Treasury. This, I, certainly you, you understand what you're holding here. You know what this is. We do. And we know it's rightful part. place. So not only, <laughs> I sent you off. What would it be at this point? It was a couple months of training and you were in Zemar for probably a month, so it would have been like four months ago. And then yeah. a month of travel in there. It was near five months ago that I had last met with you here and you left for Opara to train with the Lion Blades in the Kithronian Academy. And now you return without a word or any contact since then with news that Pytherius has rescinded his bid for the throne. And not only that, the God's damned Primogen Rod! Just in a bag give me that <laughs> and, and there's a crown and opara with your name on it and uh you hand her the primogen rod and she takes it and looks it over she says i'm far from trained enough to appraise this but certainly we can find those that are and if this news you bring is true then well it's over isn't it there should be none who can reasonably stand against you in your claim. When last you stood here, the nation was fair divided. With essentially two different camps. Most of the north supported my bid for the crown and most of the south near Zemar and the Kadiran border, of course, back Pytherius. He was really the only other real contender. And... If he's surrendered his bid, if he's done, if he's conceded... Starborn is still holding on. Oh. Then it... It's all but certain. And the damn Primogen Rod with it! I can't even begin to imagine the series of events that could have led to this, but I'm sure it makes a damn fine story and what I'll certainly need to be caught up on. Sailor hasn't imparted anything to you or in our updates? Or nothing! Contact? I've heard nothing! Not a single thing from her, which I understand secrecy and subterfuge and all of that. It's how her ilk operates, and I am not beyond understanding need-to-know basis information. But I would have thought that I would at least some inkling of what exactly was going on. I knew Zemar needed you, I knew the city was dangerous, and it stood steadfastly for Pytherius. I know the Lion Blades had offered to train you. For their own reasons that I still don't know. I don't know anything! Not a god's damned word since I sent you down to Ohara. But... This is it, then. Yeah, we win. <laughs> it seems silly said so bluntly, but... We win! Not only do you win... As Baylor and the rest of us will explain, you win and you retain most of your military might as well. Not a single guard, captain, or anything in the entire city was harmed. Well, why would they have needed to be? 
Well, Never because mind. of the spy mask. Perhaps there are things <laughs> I don't want to know of your dreams. Yeah, probably. But there is much we will need to discuss here in the coming days. Plans need to be made. Preparations. If whatever you've said is true, and not some deception, not on your parts, I assume, but on Pytherius's, his word will be sent into Oparo within the coming weeks. And then we need only simply convene the Senate. Right. And arrange for a coronation. Taldor will have a leader again. Do you understand the gravity of this? We do. Yeah. We cool. also understand we have other information that we need to head to Apara for shortly um, and give to the Lion's Blades. Of course. Uh, I'll be gathering the royal carriage and Martella, wherever she's off to. She's back. She's here somewhere. And the group of us can head down to Apara here within a few days. Is it urgent? Urgent that a day or two will harm it? Is it that sensitive? A few days will should not make a difference. Then we'll ride together then. I have I have so many preparations to make. I, I can't even begin to imagine the paperwork alone, the, the notes that need to be sent, the oh the various citations. Oh, I need to have everything officially sealed. I'm going to need time for this. Time and Dang it, this is me, not Utopia. What's the word for a person, like, at the post office who can... A notary. Notary, yeah. And notary. at least several notaries. Time you have. And notaries, I'm sure, you could get. Well, I'll let you know. I will certainly let you know when things are prepared, when we plan to leave, and then you can tell me and Martella what's going on during the journey. We still have Gusern's, like, not saying this out loud, I'm... You do have Gusern's entire dead body in your bag of holding, Yeah, we yes. need to make a bind, Lothidar. I'm just bringing that back up. As, You're as in Lothidar. The Palace of Burn yeah. song is like a mile right. out of Lothidar. That's what I'm saying. We need to drop by. She's not going to be happy. Probably not, no. She's going to be a little grumpy about that, I assume. Mm -hmm. But just, God, the pretty much in the wrong. Careful around the buttons. Yeah, they do a lot of weird things. It's not something I take lightly, certainly. I just can't believe after the years... Uh, after the last year... That it's finally ending. We're gonna put this all behind us. And... Abadar, Shelin... Caden, whatever gods there may be, mark my words. We will be leading Taldor into a new era of prosperity. A and you five, of course, have nearly all to thank for it. To I'm just the face. I'm just the name, literally a title. You've done everything, you and Martella. You'll have lands, titles, fortunes, whatever it is you desire. Whatever it is the crown can provide. Well, we're just your hand, my queen. Oh, yeah, certainly more than that. Hands, feet, and entire body, I'd imagine, at this point. <laughs> I'm just the face. But, with all this good news, I feel rude to dismiss you, but I've so much preparation to be done. Please. It doesn't bother us at all. Come, Curious! We shall tell you about our friend, the Mimic. Maybe we, some stories, maybe we shouldn't. 
Just we can know about Kato. Tell him about the mimic, yes. And Caesar's. Yes, That's that'd be a fine. fantastic idea. Take Carius out of my office! <laughs> and, uh, okay, so just I, gonna go I, to I, feel like, I feel like what she needs most is a babysitter. And scoot away. Uh, well, you can out, deal with that. Out of the door, um, past mimic, you guys. Kahina loves a captive audience. She will, she'll drone on to Carius for hours. Act it all out. And as you, as he leads his way out, and you leave and turn from the office and back to the stairs to head down to the the dumbest house on the bottom floor, the guest wing, uh, you see Martella sitting there leaning against the top of the stairs. Well, that certainly sounds like it's interesting. <laughs> and there's certainly a lot to discuss. I feel like I've missed much. Being as that the princess herself had to give you your last mission. But things in Kadira have been troublesome. There is some merit to what Pytherius believes, due in no small part to his own actions, of course. But the situation seems to be settled for now, anyway. So, seeing as you're here, and seeing as Eutropia ver only very briefly he yelled at the poor prince. I assume she's in a spectacular mood. Would you be on the doorstep of being coronated? I can't even imagine that level of responsibility or how she deals with it. Still, whatever it is you did, I'm sure you did damn fine, a damn fine job of it. I won't be the first nor the last to beg your ear, but a drink, perhaps? I can at least hear the stories you plan on telling Carius, I assume. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm game. Come downstairs. We've just gotten the new shipment from Casimir. And so Excellent. Point, either while we're here or while we're traveling or, like, some point in the near future, if I could get a word alone with uh, Utropia... I would like to do that. A word alone with Eutropia would be something you're not going to come across organically. But with who you are and what you've done, if you tell her, hey, can we talk like in private real quick? She she would respect you and what you've done enough to dismiss everyone. And she would make time. Word for you. She would make time. But it's not something, if you're just waiting well, it for it to happen, it's yeah. not going to happen. Well, no, I mean, I would go out of my way to like try and make that happen. Right. So then you could uh, you could certainly do that, possibly not today. But yeah, yeah, obviously she has a lot of stuff to do. And shortly. She has to settle into her brain a bit. In the coming days. And once you did find a spare moment of the princess's time, the grand princess, seemed to be, what did you want? And she would dismiss her advisors away and Martella if she was there, close the door, and just kind of look at you and raise an eyebrow. So I have an interesting request and I implore you understand where I am coming with uh, coming from with this as I have served you and I have done what I have mu uh, what I must to get what we needed to do done and she still with an eyebrow raise kind of smacks a bit well you'd have raised my eyebrow further but I don't believe I'm physically capable so, we found quite some interesting things on Pytheris. Very 
damning things for him. And I understand that he is not the war hero that he claims to be. But all people, even us, have made rash decisions, desperate decisions in our time. In our time. And I do not think this negates his usefulness to our country. You should have seen, if you have been in Zimar, you know the devotion and the kind of leadership he commands. He is a genius with leading the military and he could be a huge asset to us. When we walked into his, what you need to know is we walked in there to him as the bad guys. We walked in as killers and he respected us enough to discuss with us what, why we were so motivated. And he stepped aside after all he has done, after all he has had to sacrifice. I just don't want that to be wasted for our country. And she nods solemnly. Well, I do value your counsel, Sir Austin. I very much do, but I cannot simply forgive the actions he has taken. If the reports we've gotten from Martella over the previous months do turn to be true, which, with your word, it sounds they very well may. I cannot let such direct treason against the nation slide. That said, I can try to look upon him as favorably as I am able. I and I do not wish you to change what he has done. He has committed atrocities, trying to start a war that should never be started. I just want you to go into it open-minded, for he has done what he did for our country as we did what we had to do. And what we had to do could be seen as no less treasonous. Wise words. I will take that into consideration. I can't promise you what we'll find. I have sent a message to the Kithrodian Academy, a contact with Lion Blades, to learn what we can and of their operations and how they plan to proceed given their intelligence. But I can assure you that he will not see the gallows unless there is no other way. Unless his crimes are so far beyond even what I could imagine, he will certainly be tried fairly. And That is my only wish. It is fair and lawful. His justice will be served. Thank you, Sir Austin. 
And that's it. That's all I want to say. And so you would take your uh, your leave. So, in the coming days, everyone would prepare themselves for uh, another few days of journey down to Opara. With a whole lot of advisors, various politicians, assorted bureaucrats. Whole caravan. An entire <laughs> caravan. Heading There's down to Opara. Not to mention a decent amount of the royal guards riding out alongside this convoy as it makes its way down to Taldor's capital. And as it does, you would reach the city maybe a week later. And once you arrived, the organizations would begin in earnest. Messages sent out for the Senate to convene. Shortly afterward, uh, even before you had arrived, word of Pytherius's surrender would have reached the Imperial City, the palace, and what governing body there still was. He was true to his word. He did not renege on his promise, and he did withdraw his bid for the crown. In light of that, in immediate light of that, several of the senators who did support him decided to reopen their own claims, trying to renew their own vie for the Primogen crown. But they were all short-sighted and short-lived. None of them lasted more than a week. And when the Senate had finally reconvened later that month, uh, near the end of Lamashan, as winter started to creep into Taldor, it was pretty clear where the main support laid. It was pretty obvious <laughs> that at this point, with Pythereus withdrawn, Eutropia had a vast majority of support within the new Talden Senate. The motion was passed, certainly not unanimously, but with a very wide margin, as even those who had originally stood against her bid, even those who may have survived the original massacre and stood against you then, have either come around due to her words, your direct actions in several cases, or they just want to see Taldor with somebody on the throne I'm once again. Their mic. Princess Eutropia, in a completely irrefutable, insurmountable victory, is crowned the new Grand Prince of Taldor. Now, this sparks several emotions. The first plans beginning for an official coronation, for a ceremony to be held. Uh, a date set a month out to allow any of those across the nation to gather, though her reign in earnest would begin sooner, so that again someone could take the reins of the freaking country and get things going. Additionally, a smaller issue that needed to be covered, we here playing Pathfinder or speaking English, and largely in the world of Galarian, everyone speaks common, which is Talden, but it's not English. It's a slightly 
It's a different language that everyone speaks. And in Talden, we've actually run into a bit of an issue that there isn't the, the word princess doesn't exist. So, Grand Prince, as it was tied to the previous laws of primogeniture, denotes a male heir. There isn't a Talden word for Grand Princess. There's not a word for that title. And they're not really sure what to do about it. Wait, hold on. This is a language, meaning it has prefixes and suffixes. So why right. not apply the standard female pre or suffix? Because a whole lot of people feel that's not right. <laughs> That's the standard. That's what everything does. They only have prince. It's not yeah, like so. Just take prince back, and there you go. Prince itself <laughs> is not, inha not inherently like a gendered word without the existence of princess. Yeah, wouldn't it just keep it as prince? Yeah, that's the thing. They don't feel this needs a new word, but a motion comes around that prince was inherently tied to the previous existence of the male-only primogeniture. And it's almost a symbolic motion that Can Eutropia I... starts to create uh. a new word, they, the, to change the title of Grand Prince. To What's adapt... my linguistics? I'll decide it. <laughs> <laughs> you know a guy. Roll me a freaking linguistics check, man. Go for it. I mean, she would listen to you. <laughs> 19 on the die. 46 total. And Somebody so, in this entire country argue with that. <laughs> some, and in what would the be remembered... The entire country argue with that. What would be remembered as the first major piece of legislation that Baylord Landless pushed through the National <laughs> Senate. He invented the title of princess. Yeah, there we go. A feat that he will be remembered for <laughs> throughout history. <laughs> Baylor Landless, Origin of the Princess. <laughs> Is it maybe not what he thought when he started his political career, but also well, knowing it's a start. That it's That's a pretty start. big. That's a pretty big thing. You've created the title, the highest title in the land. Y you gotta get a foot in the door somewhere. <laughs> there you go. And that's a good frickin' springboard. Not to mention Princess Eutropia backing you in nearly whatever you want to do. In that coming month, the Lion Blades bring their evidence and their information forward to Grand Princess Eutropia and her court. And an official arrest order is issued for High Strategos Maxilar Pytherius, who is relieved of his command and his duty and taken into custody by the Lion Blades in the city of Zemar. He does surrender. He does go quietly. But any actual trial is going to have to wait until the crown has fully settled. Until after the coronation. But in a symbolic gesture, perhaps spurred by her counsel from Dara, Princess Eutropia does publicly rescind herself from any sort of influence over the trial because of her own personal biases and perhaps realizing they would be too much for her to properly overcome. She leaves it in the hands of the laws. Now, 
when the time finally comes, and Taldor has gathered back to Opara in numbers not seen since the first day of this campaign. The Exaltation Gala, which understandably was kind of skipped this year for a variety of reasons, up to and including not having a Grand Prince, and also, you know, the murders. <laughs> this is the first thing that has really brought the vast majority of the nation back together into the capital in celebration. She has largely Taldor's full support. And though there are, of course, still pockets who don't like her, there's always a Kentucky. She... <laughs> and there are still a lot of areas like Zemar that are still very loyal to Pythereus. And even after his arrest, don't support the crown or the motion. Several senators abstain from the festivities and even from appearing at the coronation, using their own absence to demonstrate their disrespect for the crown and their lack of support for the Stavian line's continuation with Princess Eutropia here. But the numbers are few. Few and scattered. And with the Primogen crown that had been locked away under the guard here in Opara in the Imperial Palace for over a year, finally placed upon Grand Princess Eutropia's head. War for the crown's over. It's solidly ended. You guys did it, and you didn't even all become evil aligned while you were doing it. Oh, only most of us. Most of us. <laughs> <laughs> Two of most. you! It's wow. not even a majority! Uh, maybe three. <laughs> I mean, yeah. who, wait, who's the third? You? <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to kill the evil... Mm. Mm -hmm. He stole from me. He's oh, evil. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not evil for me to kill... Yes. maintains everything he did was in the right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's not evil. But I will admit, it's chaotic. <laughs> I will admit, I was 100% positive there was no way the encounter with Pythereus would end in anything with violence. Either because it was going to get violent if I didn't get my sword. Or because I thought Dara and Inori might, I knew Dara wouldn't want to fight. I thought Inori might want to fight, but I thought her Mylajareth bloodlust. My driver told to me it. I didn't have to go along with whatever anybody else is doing, so I was like, "Wow." Yeah, you're, you. But never I was do. positive the re yeah, you never <laughs> do. I was positive the rest of you would not really be swayed, so I was surprised that Inori not only took the high road and stood down, but I mean, I guess Nell did get his sword back at the end of the day. Yep, I, I would have actually gone in anyways if I hadn't gotten I the sword. Shot you. I would have been okay with that because I would have at least gotten the sword back. So what or does died. that leave us with? <laughs> what does that... Where does this actually leave us in a post-war for the crown world? Princess uh, Eutropia has been coronated and is now the grand princess. Time. and Yeah, everything is coming together properly. I really was positive that there was going to be a fairly extensive fight and had budgeted appropriately, but for once, party, you have blown my expectations away. And, uh... 
in a good way? Yeah, I mean, we're, we technically got like 25 minutes left, left of stream, but like... So... We um, won! You guys want to like fight random animals in the Marat wilderness? I mean, like... Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, but I have to ask, what is what star is stats right now? Stats? Oh, you want to figure out if he would be able to shoot you reliably. No, 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 no. Stars? Mine? Oh, mine. I thought you said Stara. I was like, what the heck? Mine? No, the the thing, squid. Huh? I can't say the thing at me like I'm supposed to know what you mean. The whole the armor, the AC. No, the the I forgot. Was it Gios? I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, Gios or Quest, whatever the hell it's called. Oh yeah, the the Gios. Stars Gios. Well, I mean this is getting more power is has helping with that. You have. The I adoration. would lose if I went to go out after it right now. Yeah, you're not going to wander <laughs> off into the distance with no direction. But yeah, This I mean, is absolutely wait, the most wait, you wait, can wait. do to advance that right now. Can, can we go back and fight the boss fight just for the fun of it? No. So... <laughs> but we Alternate got a timeline. We, we have time, time to fill. We adapt the timeline. I guess... If you want to, just... I will leave that one to chat, I suppose. Would you like for the end of stream here the alternate timeline? Let's say this the deliberations <laughs> broke I down. We... <laughs> I don't feel like we should. I, I, I feel it. like it's a horrible I think idea. We did, we did, we did a good job. You guys did I, great, actually. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Because then I'm gonna have I'm to go back to that place and do the opposite <laughs> of what I did. <laughs> I don't want to throw numbers at each other, but. I, I'm only sad because, man, I spent several hours preparing the ins and outs <laughs> of you fighting three high-level characters that have a ton of abilities, one of which is a class I don't understand at all. And I was absolutely going to go straight for the horse. The horse is surprisingly hard to deal with. Uh, it turns uh, out a 15th-level Cavalier's horse is pretty beefy and pretty What if his bones explode? Of, well, if his bones explode, he's probably sad, but... <laughs> He's got pretty solid saves, but he would have been fatigued, probably. I, I am actually curious. What's your first iterative, Bryn? Your, like, your first attack. What's it shoot on? I didn't have to cavalier anybody with a lance, so I'm happy. Um, first iterative does not mean what you think it means, by the way. It was the a first attack. Of things not the, not the second attack. After him. It was the only, like, oh, the guy, if he wouldn't have surrendered or something, or literally anything else happened, it's go time. But we were on the edge of go time for yeah, guys, good about there. You almost had go time anyway. You did good. I'm proud of you guys. And here's where we're going to leave off. We have 20 minutes, which is less time than I want for the epilogue I want to do. Because I don't want to have a rushed one. Because it's really neat. So let's put this this way to you guys and to everyone listening slash watching. You wandered. You put Princess Utropia on the throne, and you have the undying gratitude of the ruler of Taldor and her new spymaster, Martella Lothian. Because Jareth kind of disappeared off the face of the earth oh, shortly before. Go figure! Shortly before Pytherius' arrest. He kind of vanished. Most of the rest of Pytherius' allies are largely intact, so I'll give a couple of roundabout epilogues to what happened. Where's that diviner? The diviner is still fine. 
We're uh, gonna use that diviner to find Jareth. She still, <laughs> she still serves the crown. Uh, she serves whoever would have become the new commander, uh, the new commander in chief of the Taldin military. Whoever was the new general, whoever was the new uh, castellan of Abadar's pillar, she would still serve. All of the guards and squadrony and all of their leaders are all still there and fine. It's not a huge par uh, paradigm shift. It's just Pytharius. The Baron is resurrected, kind of unsurprisingly. Oh, yeah. uh, he is the Baron of a very wealthy city and has a lot of money and resources behind him. And Baron Astor Rodarius is brought back by his own clerics in the House of Gold. When he rises, he does take it better than many people have previously. In light of everything that's happened, though, he doesn't really agree with the way things have gone. He doesn't go and just leave into the sunset and just abandon civilization. He does still stay. He does resume his previous duties. He does retake the mantle of the Baron of Zemar. And he does what's best for his people which is trying to bring them around in support of the crown. Because as he sees it, whatever has happened, what's best for Taldor is unity. And whatever his personal beliefs, if Eutropia is the Grand Princess, she needs Zimar's support. So surprisingly, Baron Rod uh, Rodarius actually becomes a pretty big proponent, even though he doesn't personally agree with you guys to trying to bring Zemar around. Not with middling and minimal success, but you at least have his personal support. Thurgisarn has returned to Lothidar again, to Archbanker Peril again. You would think he would learn. He did not. arranges to have him raised again. But... After the spell is complete, a diamond is brought in from Absalom, and the spell is cast. Yusserin's spirit does not return. So a funeral is held outside Lothidar by the clerics and some attendees who had known him. Uh, some people throughout Marat whose lives have been personally touched by Yusserin's acts. He wasn't a super friendly or charitable sort of man he was a working man but he did generally what he was right what he believed was right and as an inquisitor of abadar he did do his service to the people he did help a lot of people and a lot of people are fairly upset that he's gone in the way that he was though details of how exactly he perished never really resurfaced eventually after the coronation of course, is the trial of former General Maxilar Pytharius. With all of the evidence stacked up against him, everything that you have collected in Zemar, everything the Lion Blades themselves had uncovered, and several of his assets in Kadira turning on him in exchange for immunity, they've pretty much spelled out exactly everything he had been doing. And all other things, Tamalon or whatever aside, he was using Talden military assets to attack Talden settlements and try to start a war with Kadira. 
He wasn't lying. He's not great at speeches. And though he doesn't represent himself, he does, at the end, give a fairly heartfelt explanation of what what he was thinking. What was it he presence? believed. It was heavy presence. <laughs> and why he did everything he had to do. Which leaves off almost oddly with a warning that should Kadira rise back and seize the opportunity, should the throne show weakness, he did everything he could. And he feels no remorse for his choices. Made very clear that given another go at it, he'd do everything exactly the same. And everything he did, whatever lives he had to sacrifice, even his assassination orders against Utropia, he believed were for the greater good. He still has a lot of support. And even imprisoning him may be too much. It, it may cause more problems than it's worth. And, and in the end result, he is exiled from Taldor, banished from the nation he loves to live out the remainder of his days in Absalom. A sad and bitter man, but at least a free one. So, he doesn't get the imprisonment Kahina had so desperately hoped for, but I mean, knowing... That's okay. How There's committed... an end to this story somewhere where I kill him, so... Speaking of, I... We still have another book! You know. I'm positive that you would use your newfound connections with the Grand Princess to fairly easily have your father's trial re-examined and uh, Lord Abendego pardoned and set back to the free world. And all five of you for everything that you've done, are just friggin' heroes throughout Taldor. The specifics of what you did will never be known. They'll never be public knowledge for a huge variety of yeah. reasons. But <laughs> it's probably a good thing. All that's known is you brought Taldor back together, you united the country, and you personally brought the county of Marat back together brought Yanmus back from the brink of devastation and had the main hand in exposing Pytharius' treason. You do whatever it is you do with the princess, the grand princess's gratitude, but it sure involves a crap load of fame and money. And next week, when we come back to the War for the Crown, we're going to have some epilogues, I think. Because you guys are going to spend a few years living absolute lives of luxury. You are adored as national heroes. Nell's never got to pay for a drink again. <laughs> None of you will, really. And this gratitude does not come <laughs> I will own all the drinks. Fairly... Mater large material benefits. So I want you guys, the five of you, to kind of prepare your endings, so to speak. Your endings of the War for the Crown. 
as we figure out what we want to do as we wrap up a campaign that's been well over a year. As we finished, you did the thing. You wondered. You did it, guys. Over the next couple years, I'm sure none of you are going to be happy to just settle down and write yourselves out of history. So, whatever your adventures take you, make it frickin' grandiose. And I guess that's really all we have for today. Sky's the limit. Do you want to do things that cost tens or even hundreds of thousands of gold? You have the support of the nation's ruler behind you. You can do that. You want to do things that would require you to be level 13 or 14 or 15 or 16 or may not even be technically legally allowed within the specific bounds of spell text. Just run it by me. I want to come back next week with some real solid epilogues and see after all the work we've put in how the war for the crown really ends so today since i guess that's where we land victorious solidly and thoroughly for <laughs> once not yeah. we won but like <laughs> This is the thing. We did the thing, guys. How do you the feel? The thing was done. How do you feel, party? Do you feel accomplished? The most accomplished. Brynn, do you finally feel like a winner? Yes. Uh, eh. <laughs> like, there he is in debtor in prison. This is stupid and you're going to hate it. Yet. I'm happy. This was this was the perfect bar ending. <laughs> I mean, I have lots of money and assassin friends in Yonmas. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, that's accurate. You're chaotic evil, so I mean, it's not... <laughs> you're chaotic evil with a huge pile of money and fame. Go nuts. So, you're, speaking of fame, go ahead and to wrap up adventures and persona phases, just add eight ranks to any facets of your choosing. Eight? Don't need to roll checks. Eight. Cool. Uh, keep in mind, none of them can go above ten. And you can't go above a total of double your level, but I don't think that's a, like, an issue for anybody. That just might throw, be an issue for me. Throw eight in to investigate how your fame and how your newfound glory spread throughout Taldor. And, well, I feel like as happy, happy, joy, joy as this ending is, I can't help but feel like there are a couple of things that are still left somewhat unresolved. Somewhat. Some Just rounded a... things. Uh, rounded <laughs> things. It almost feels as if we're just stuck in a circle, looping <laughs> around without any proper ending. And then hey, perhaps with two years of fame, growth, and wealth behind you, there are still some more things that need to be properly wrapped up. The war for the crown is over. But this adventure? Maybe not quite. Thank you.